he gets killed by a neon S. And so there's, there's technically, technically he gets killed by the P. <laughs> oh, he did. He gets killed by the P. And then I, like S- I want to get killed by the P too. Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Señores and señoritas, bienvenida a películas e blanco y negro. Me, 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 me. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien, y tú. Ooh, y tú, y tú. <laughs> All movie long, Doug is speaking in Spanish to me during the course of the entire movie. By the way. Why? Because he's well, taking Duolingo. I... Because I understood one Spanish phrase that was displayed in the movie, and I went, here's my invitation to make it a Spanish adventure for everybody. For what it's worth, they did plainly, and they wanted everybody to know that this part of the movie took place in Peru. Yep, this is, this is, uh, yep. They, yep, they yep. sure did. They, they sure, did. sure, they sure did. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. Happy you are all joining us today. <laughs> Super excited. Yo, we got a big episode. We got two big things we got to get to. We're going to talk a little uh, Fantastic Four news, because that's big. And then... Hmm. Oh, we went to where all of our mothers were working with him in the Amazon to talk and to witness <laughs> and to an experience, Madam Webb. Uh, so we're going to get into all the glory that is that. Brian, before we get into that, do you want to tell everybody how they can stay in touch with us? Twice. Hang on, hang on. Before I, before I do that, hang on. Brian's For our listeners, Brian is taking off his interactive that spider- was What the fuck? Either. Brian is Spider-Man? Brian is Spider-Man. I know. I had to reveal my identity to the world. Well, be careful. Don't tell tell the the Green Goblin. (laughs) I I probably did. Uh, (laughs) Eat it, J. Jonah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I I was wearing a Spider-Man mask for our intro, and it made it two minutes, listeners. It made it two minutes. I couldn't do it. Anyway, the best way you can stay in touch with us, folks, is to follow us on our socials as well as subscribe to our Patreon so if you go to patreon.com slash films in black and white, that is the best way that you can support us. And that is the way that we stay independent and user driven to create this type of review synopsis and analysis for you. We're not part of some big conglomerate that has deals with studios or relationships. We're going to give you our candid review of madam web we don't have to worry about hurting anyone's feelings we're a completely independent podcast so we don't have to and, and won't worry about and, it and we're not going to worry about it there's there's going to be things like we might we might come down on some pepsi product placement don't need to worry about that we're that not owned by any pepsi subsidiaries so if you want us to remain this independent this candid that is the best way you can support us patreon.com slash films in black and white if you can't do that the best thing you can do is follow us on our socials we are at films in black and white on 
Instagram. That's where we post most of our material. And then you can find us on Facebook. That is where a lot of people tune into our live stream. If you're not tuning into it on our films in black and white YouTube, we are also on TikTok at films in black and white as well. So that's the best way that you can stay with us again. Uh, maybe not again, but spoiler warning for Madam Web. Yeah. People need that. Massive spoiler warning. You have it. Yeah. Brian S. L. Ombre Aranya. Brian is the Spider Man. <laughs> All right, Brian. It's between... I didn't take Spanish. I took French. So Brian, yeah. between, between me and you, which one of us is gonna leave first with the Spanish shit? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna hang in there. I'm gonna hang in. Porque? Gonna... Porque? It's the tone. Mi hermanos, porque? has the tone of a man who is just learning Spanish, like all of yes. the excitement, which is like, um, buenos dias. It's it's like, very, yes. very excited. Like I'm it's, taking it, it as the learning annex in my free time. It's and giving, just, it, I mean, it's giving like customer of Los Palos Hermanos and Breaking Bad. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm going to mm-hmm. try out my Spanish here, yep. but you have mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. Yep. This this has all the energy of the person who held the door said, you know, good morning to me in Spanish. And I went, great. Here's an invitation to ask Here it is. the bathroom is. Here it and is. We're doing that's, it. That's where we're at. We're doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brian, a.k.a. Well, Peruvian well. spider stick armor. Brian, how you feeling, sir? <laughs> I'm feeling so good to be here, folks. I've been looking forward to this. For quite for a while, uh, I mean, but I was very much looking forward to this yesterday after I saw Madam Web, and I was already talking to the guys about this movie, and I was laughing. I was laughing in the group chat. Uh, very excited to talk about this movie, and and also I'm excited to talk about it to make sure it was not a hallucination I had. Uh, so that that's also helpful for me. I'm also coming off a three day weekend. I stayed in my PJs all day. It was great. That's a great day. That's a great day. Brian, I'm so excited that we get to talk about this. Like, just generally excited to talk about this with you. I mean, I'm oh, really man. very excited that you're not broken. Like, yeah. that you're not, that this no. movie didn't ruin you. No. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Um, and I'm glad that you got to have some time to get some R&R in this, uh, this day off. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Brian started tearing this movie up, that's when I knew it was safe. Yes. Yeah, that's when I was new. It was safe to tear this yeah. shit to shreds. So, yeah. yeah. Also, we got Brian driving his car, but didn't want to type a message to us, but really had something important I, to say to us in the chat. I yes. loved it. It was, yes. it was a joy to listen about, just to hear the delight in his voice. Like, <laughs> just about all of it. It was so much light in that message. I said, was this an accident? And then all of a sudden he starts talking and he's la- and his laugh is making me laugh. Yes. And I'm like, yes, this yep. is the perfect message. This is it, the greatest message ever. It brought me like it brought me so much joy. And I'll tell you why it like has a different vibe to me than Morbius. Like, like obviously later when we talk about this movie, but like I was cackling. These men heard my cackle. Like that is <laughs> that is how safe I feel around these two people. That like that is so good. I love it. But Marcus J. Destin, a.k.a. Where are your shoes? Where are your How are you feeling, sir? I'm feeling good, man. Uh, by the time this comes out, we'll be uh, almost near the end of Black History Month, but just at the beginning yeah. of Black History Year. Um, yeah. It's a busy week for me, but I'm so glad to be here with my guys, ready to pod, ready to talk about this movie, ready to talk yeah, about are. Fantastic Four and how oh, right yeah. I was in my casting. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, you're here first. 
you know. Oh, good. So anyway, I'm happy to be here, y'all. And also, it is only going to be the end of Black History Month because the month ends, not yeah. because it's not in our hearts or in our spirits. Uh, only because the calendar ends. You can oh. carry that with you. It's like Christmas. You can carry it with you yeah. all year long. It's oh, a, you motherfuckers gonna hear it from me regardless. So don't worry. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we we want to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. If we can't hear it from you, who can we hear it from? Go right. oh, protect it's black true. women. That's right. That's right. That's Women's exactly History right. Month is coming. Intersectionality. It is a coming down the train. The bri- the- <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian's <laughs> Brian was like, where did that? <laughs> where did that come from? That transition was so smooth that I was, was like, what are we talking about? Just we're talking about going. yeah, talk about Sorry, Women's History Month. Me. That's what we're talking about. Okay. That's what we're All talking right. about. Okay. Um, gentlemen, I watching have... these two try to transition out of it is one of my favorite. I've been talking to my friends who watch, like, listen to the podcast, and they love to hear y'all like squirm. It's not that they like <laughs> it's, it's question whatever they think y'all believe, or like, oh, they don't support markets. It's just the fact to hear y'all try to figure out how do we just transition out of this? How do it's we just, get from here? <laughs> yeah. How do I move away with this? And not be disrespectful. How do you properly Uh, step away from this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, honoring it and being like, no, 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 of course, of course, of course. But look at this thing over here. Yes, of course, black women. Yes, of course. 100%. Intersectionality is really important. However, not to take away from it and completely However, And, Doug, how was your weekend? My weekend was... That was smooth. That was good. Well done. My weekend was good. Went up to the Twin Cities. Saw my folks this weekend which was great um so i was able to do that we took the kids to a musical on sunday which was what the reason for our trip um so harrison and harper and brian you will relate to this and really yes. all other dads there is a children's book called dragons love tacos yes I'm and there is a children's theater that wrote a musical based off of dragons love tacos oh love and that so we took our children to that and they had the time of their lives oh, excellent um doing that which was a lot of fun so we did that um i got high on sunday that was a lot of fun uh, i had uh, okay. i had a th i had a thd okay. seltzer while i was in minnesota visiting right. my parents um right. i questioned just to talk openly about this experience i said flourless cake in the chat and had general panic that it wasn't a thing like i was like i was like is that a thing i made up right now and (laughs) it was not and i appreciate brian picking me up because i was very worried (laughs) that i just bullshitted my way through a dessert so <laughs> I just ignored it because I was like, yes, that is a thing that I have heard of. Right. That's a thing. Isn't it right? Like a gluten free, like flour. I like, guess like I that, don't. Right? I mean, I've had one. I feel like I've had one before, but I yeah. couldn't tell you where or how or why. I didn't but... question anything. If half the time when y'all drop shit in the chat, I trust y'all as the experts. Until well, I Google a, it, oh, like that's two weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then when I Google it, then I'm like, "Oh, what well, yeah. I was wrong?" But I'm not gonna say anything. Make sure that. to come to the chat for medical advice. I got you covered. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Medical advice, M- Marcus. Give me all of your financial questions. I would oh, love to it. advise you on finances got in the it. chat. Honestly, I feel like I would Tell trust no you two with financial, <laughs> with more financial advice. It's other people out here I wouldn't. It's people with the t- with the title of financial advisor that you can't trust. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um. And so, yeah, so I did that. Got to play a little wingspan with Brittany and my mom, which was oh, fun. Yeah, so I played that that game was a lot of fun. I love the bird game. Oh, Shout nice. out to Wingspan, y'all. Um, yeah, and then came back today. So, all in all, it was a great day. It's like 50 degrees here. So it's hard to get your mad. 
It was yeah. hot as shit. The snow was melting. I was like, yeah, God damn. I came and there was snow on my driveway. I came back. It was gone. Doug, I was uncomfortable. like dog sitting for Doug. And I drove like, you know, you go over there like a few times. And I went over there this morning. There was snow. I went over there once. this like afternoonish, like a few hours later. There was still snow. I went over there the last time before he got back. All the shit was gone in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know it wasn't that damn hot, but maybe it was. So no, we got um, those. Uh, we got that south-facing driveway, so it works out real well. Woo! Doug, Doug, I need to know. You sent to the group chat at ten thirty-seven p.m. like a flourless cake that it is the thing, right? I replied immediately, yes. All chucked, no frills. I don't know why he said that. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I got huh? you, man. There we go. Support. Yeah. Yep. And then Marcus told us about a. A video of an octopus being thrown, thrown on the yeah, ice, which that was sad. That was a lot. That was that a lot was, for me. I don't know what I don't know what type of traditions and lore that the I, I forget. Is it the Washington? I forgot what team it is. Was it the Red Wings or it was the, the Seattle Kraken? No, it was the Red Wings. That would make more sense for it to be the Seattle Kraken. It would. It would. They, they just threw up. They threw what they Calgary. called road yeah. Calgary. They threw road puss. On the ice, and right. I thought it was a fetus at first, and I was completely <laughs> shook. But nobody had an explanation as to why. They just said back then they threw octopus on the ice, and that was why they kept a tradition going. Some of this shit gotta die, y'all. We is don't have puss, to keep doing shit. Is puss show short for octopus? Uh, yeah. I sure would hope so. Because yes. if you yes. throw anything else on the court, that is that'll get you sent to jail. Yeah, that's that's a that's yeah. a that's a Herstory month yeah. violation. That's what yep. that is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, Brian, how about we play a nice fun let's game? Let's play a fun uh, game that we like to catch. Transition. Catch that quotable. Catch that quotable. And don't catch a case, Doug. Sig- <laughs> <laughs> the silky say sounds of Marcus J. Yeah, brother. I want to keep you safe out here, brother. Thank, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate you. Appreciate you looking out. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? Hit me. Hit me. Okay. Um, when you bump with the hump, you land on your rump. Oh, I know what this is. But when you y'all... bump with the hump, you, know you land is. on your rump. I'll let y'all cook. Uh, I know okay. what it is. But don't worry about me. Uh, I just got I us more know. money this week. Black History Month and this man working OT. What type of shit is this? I Again, I have nowhere to pivot. I, I'm stuck here for the next 48 I, seconds. I, and I, so, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I, I, look, I, I mean, I'm always happy to contribute. I'm, you I'm know what's funny? Go... I just watched this movie this weekend after watching Mr. and Mrs. Did you really? Smith. I did. Oh, my God. Then what is it? I watched uh, Mr. and Mr. Smith twice and then watched this movie. The you watched you watched the Angelina <laughs> Jolie, Brad Pitt, Mr. and Mrs. Smith twice. Do you want me to have this conversation now? Or you can have it whenever, because I don't know the movie. So I'm I just mean, waiting for the clock to run out so you can tell us what it I is. I will tell you after this this part of the, the show is over. I mean I this know. part catch your quarterback is over. I don't know. Is this water? I don't know. Water boy. I don't know. Okay, so you watched I, this. It's got Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in it. That's not what I said. 
Well, that's why I assume you made that up. Either that, either that, either that, or he watched the one with uh, the the remake that was on Prime. Nope, Video. I didn't get there yet. That was my whole goal. But okay, then so then you're that. just making shit up and watching oh, imaginary wow. movies. Wow, um, fabrication, fraud. Those during are Black History Month. During wow. Black History Month, how dare you? It is in this the 19th day of the Black History. In this the 19th day <laughs> that the Lord <laughs> has made. Um, okay, then my guess is uh, Ocean's 13. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I guess Waterboy. I'm not really sure. I Hey, if we're chunking it because you know what it I is, and I have it. to guess in order to get us to move on, here's my guess. You want to know, know why I want to give you so much shit? Because every time I do this shit, y'all bring up goddamn butterscotch soda. So the payback's a motherfucker. Okay, fair. Fair butterscotch soda. What what is this movie? That is going to dissuade me from you doing it ever again. It is not. I did not count on it. Um, (laughs) Do y'all want a hint, or do you want me to just give it to give like give you what it is? I mean, I'll take a hint to see if I can. Oh, okay. (laughs) Brian, Brian, nah, nah, hell, whatever. Um, it is. It's an animation, and I believe it's Sony animation. It is an animated film. I think it's Sony animation. Then I'm, I'm really definitely sure. not going to get this. Is yeah, I have no intergalactic. idea. Intergalactic. I don't know. That didn't no, help me. That's a good one too. No, it's a kids. It's a kids movie. Um, oh, right, but well. the answer is Hotel Transylvania. Oh, I should have got this. Hotel Transylvania. Should have got this. Okay. I think that's Sony yep. animation, but I'm not. I was really close. Sure. Adam Sandler is in Hotel Transylvania, so yes, he, he is. is yeah, I'm just saying yeah. I didn't get it, but I should get partial credit. I'll give you partial. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Hotel Transylvania was done by who did that one? No, I'm I, I, oh, Mar- dream? I rock no? I rock with Marcus. I'm pretty sure it's Sony. It feels like it is it a Sony like... Pictures animation. Yeah. It is. I'm looking at the movie poster. It is. Yeah. Yep, it is. Yeah, and it's basically right. like well, hey, Adam you know, Sandler and Friends doing all the movie, and then they hit a run where they kept making it, and it was like I think they're yeah. three deep, maybe four deep now. I think they are. Uh, there were yeah. there were three that came out in theaters and one that went directly to Prime Video. I yep. feel like. Yep. Oh, either three in one or two in one. It's one of the two. Yeah, he did, and it's go. it just gets weirder over time. So yeah, it does. You it really does. Um, hey, you know what, Marcus? Thanks for putting in the OT on what should be your wow. month off. We you. recognize you. your achievement, it. and I, I I see your effort. And Thank I appreciate you. it. You are they didn't let us drink from water fountains, but I'm glad that I can like help with this. You're right. There was, you know, it's not fair. Uh, it never should have happened. And <laughs> I just want to see faction. Brian and I sit back on our lowers, laurels and watch you put in the hard work. And here we are. This is what we're doing. But I what I want to talk about is as much as the history is terrible and it's we shouldn't Whatever, it's never should have happened, it's awful. Hey, you I know why I watch Black? Why, why I watch the Mister and Mrs. Smith twice? That I want to know. I mean, okay. Here's the thing: it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like a it really is. good movie. I don't it know is. when the last time y'all watched it, but um, Fun with Dick and Jane and Mister and Mrs. Smith. Have you ever seen Fun with Dick and Jane? I have, I not. have seen Fun with Dick and Jane. That's the one with Jim Carrey and um, I forgot who his co-star is, but then when we'll the, it basically when Enron like crashed, they yeah. got covered. What they did, and they became thieves, and they became like stealing stuff, and like trying to make oh, ends meet so that wow. they could keep up this lifestyle. Really good movie. Oh, um, okay. But I'm those were like two it's really. Re- it's also a remake of like it a is movie a remake. that came out in the seventies. Yep. Is it, it fun? Dick and Jane. 
The first one was came out in 1977 with Jane Fonda and George Siegel, uh, and oh, then it was wow. remade again uh, with Jim Carrey and Taya Leone. Yes, really good movie. Okay. Really good movie. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I watched uh, I watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith with the intent of rewatching the original to go and then watch the one with Donald Glover. Yes, um, and Donald Glover. Jesus Christ! No, that's right, Donald Glover. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I thought Childish Gambino. You're good. Um, you're good. So I went to go watch uh, the one with. And intended to do that, but then I got through the movie and was like, "Damn, that was a really good it movie." It's a tight movie. I mean, it's like it yeah. does exactly what it's supposed to do, and it, yes. and it gives you just enough to like, yeah, they work for two spy organizations. You don't need to know all the details in that. Yeah, they wanted they were sent to kill each other. Yeah, they're married. Yeah, they're still in love, and then at the end, they're still together. It gave me just enough, and then just enough action with all that too, and it, like you felt the chemistry between them. It's two. such a good play on enemies to lovers yeah. and and they kind of flip that trope upside down but like there's some really good action sequences in it mm -hmm. like genuinely good action sequences and then it's buoyed by the supporting cast and i mean yep. vince vaughn does a lot of good like setups and payoffs mm -hmm. um man it's just it's it is it's a really well-made movie i've it's watched really that good. movie at least five six times really good if you haven't had yeah. a chance i, I would recommend rewatching it i have not didn't even start the newer version. I'm kind of scared to now because I was like, damn. I have heard really good, good reviews. I've heard oh, okay. good things. I'm really excited to start it. I like Maya Erskine. Uh, like I've, I've watched her in Pen15 and Blue-Eyed Samurai. And then obviously Donald Glover. I, I love him. I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff that he's in. Most recently Atlanta. But I mean, pick yeah. pick a project really. Yeah. He doesn't I... sign up for shit he doesn't, he's not interested in. Yeah. I am. You all let me know how the Mr. and Miss remake is. I like the original so much that I gave this remake a lot of side eye when I saw that it was coming. I was like, mm. why do we need to redo this? Like the last iteration was fine. Um, mm. Now, representation matters. And that is too very like that. You know, we can tell right. the, the beauty of that story is it can be. There's nothing that ties the the race of the people to them being spies or any of it. So it's it's a good way to sort of interject it and make it for more modern times for sure. Um, but let me know how it is because I'm not sure I will venture into it and without a seal of approval from one of you two. Oh, I was I was more surprised. Um, and and then we can move on. I was more surprised. That's interesting. You said that because I had a similar thought, but on the opposite end. I was more surprised that they don't treat this movie like they treat Batman. Like you do the same theme, but yeah. just it's really oh. what changes everything would be who you're pairing with each other. Right. Like, or James Bond or Batman. Like because I, I would love to see that iteration live. Then you see the the new this new version live, but I would love to just see these different pairings of super sexy people and this same yeah. storyline being told from a different viewpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you could, yeah, do do like let let like either Oscar Isaac or Pedro oh, Pascal man, get another bag and put them in it. Oh my um, god! And you could do a you could do it with a Spanish flair. So there you go. Yeah. Yes, oh, Roman Myers, we did guess the quote right. Trans Hotel, yes, Transylvania, my brother. Hotel Transylvania, Senor y Senora Smith, and that is the way the movie would work in Spanish. Apla Espanol. Monsieur and Madame Smith. Yep, there you go. Yeah, this is an audio journey. Please this keep This is going. an audio journey. Nope, we're fucking we're fucking sitting here in this. We're gonna sit here in it and be fine with it. No, I will edit all Sorry. of that. I'll edit all oh, of that, that right out. That was me. That was me. We're up to forty dollars that we're raising for our next charity. So again, anyone listening, you can join our Patreon, submit a quote, see if we get it. 
Um, and then we take all this money that uh, we have donated and we, we donate it to a nonprofit. There we go. Gentlemen, though, we have a whole podcast to get to. And before yeah, we, we dive we into uh, Madam Web, we need to talk about a big announcement that Marvel made last week. Mm-hmm. Finally letting us know who will be rounding out the, the team X-Men. for the Fantastic Four. Thanks, Brian. Good job. No problem. Thanks for trying to throw the red egg in there. Um, gentlemen, who would like to give us this? Because I don't have the article pulled up, but who wants to give us the list of folks who are joining? God damn it, Brian's just fucking causing chaos today. I mean, um, you, you teed it up so perfectly. I, did. I, did. Like, I, I, I couldn't did. help myself. I'm sorry. Brian, I'm so, I'm so I just love this energy from you that, that was you, that, the more a whole monkey wrench in do you understand how worried i am about what the future of this podcast is because there was a while there where the only wrench i ever oh, had to worry about being me. thrown used to came me. from marcus and that's, that's it and now the well, further we get into this well, more fucking comfortable brian is and he's like no 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 i'm sorry doug like... said something also also like, also brian <laughs> Brian, Brian, just me and you right now, Brian. Just square to square. I love how Doug just, just, just said you know, the only wrench I had to worry about was Marcus. He didn't say monkey. And I love that about him. He that. purposely, he purposely left out Why the, would I, I said I said monkey. <laughs> no, because that's like saying, like, hey, Doug's usually pretty racist, and I'm so proud that he wasn't in this one instance. Like Oh my gosh. And that's, that's not me at all. That's not what I was saying. I was saying that I said monkey wrench. I said, I, usually I throw a monkey wrench into things. Doug then said, oh, the only wrench I had to throw, well, the only wrench I had to worry about was Marcus. He skipped over it. So I was commending you for being so Thanks. aware that you just I, skipped over yes. it. I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I'm happy to be a wrench. Um, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look at my little brother sorry. in the chat. So my little People brother in the proud. chat. I'm proud too. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I can make everyone proud in this moment. <laughs> you just you <laughs> flying colors, Doug. Just Thank you. Thank flying you. colors. Thank um, you. Um, I don't job. think I could wear a celebrating Black History Month shirt and then also <laughs> say monkey wrench re- in the I same just moment. Realized you were pretty <laughs> shitty. Brian, it makes it so much better. Anyway. <laughs> comedy folks join so, our live stream please i found mine out on um i found this news on twitter uh okay. i don't have the exact okay. quote but i am on the fantastic four now official... do you mean... okay i have it too if you need it oh awesome yeah brian go ahead do you, mean right, cool. x, do you mean x marcus you found it on x no i found it on twitter I, no i said what i said <laughs> i'm not calling that shit x like no one's what gonna is do that? that no one's no. gonna do that brian, sorry you have, Elon. The, you have the article yeah i do so oh. the fantastic four if you have been under a rock uh, the confirmed cast now is Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic, Vanessa Kirby as the Invisible Woman, Eben Moss Bachrock as The Thing, and Joseph Quinn will be the Human Torch. I'm not sure what just happened here, but the balloons just right. You got balloons, right? Yeah, I'm not really sure how that happened. Anyway, okay. yeah, that okay. is the the official casting of the Fantastic Four announced. Yes. As Marvel went on a three-day spree of announcing shit, yeah, right they did. The Super Bowl. They did. Like, yeah, it was pretty did. crazy, actually. Um, Fantastic Four. Then they dropped the X Men '97 trailer. Then they dropped the. It was Deadpool right after that, or uh, not? Deadpool, it was Dead, Deadpool kicked it off. I feel Deadpool like Deadpool kicked it off. Fantastic yeah. Four the next day, and then they dropped the uh, X Men '97 trailer too, as well. So yeah, 
Gentlemen, yeah. what are your thoughts on this casting? Fantastic Four, the style of the poster. It's apparently based in 1962. What are we thinking? Um, that's a sexy cast. That's a good yeah, looking that's a, cast. That's a really good cast. I, I really like this. I really like this thing, this 70s slant that they're putting yes. on it. Like, I think that yes. that's going to be really good. That was one of the things that I liked about um, Captain Marvel. That's one of the mm. things I liked about that. It was a it was like a 90s period piece. But then just providing some of that sprinkling of context in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really appreciate that, that we're going to kind of go backward before we can go forward. Um, so I, I think it's an, I, th- I think I'm pretty excited about it being set mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be set. I like mm-hmm. the vibe it's going to give off. I don't think I like, I don't know if I like the idea of the time out of time portion. Oh. And it's the only thing that concerns me is cause it's like, okay, cool. Then it'll be either in a it's separate universe in a separate time period. And they end up in the same universe with everybody else. Or, you know, they're stuck and got caught in the, in the quantum realm or whatever the case may be. And then they come out and it's, the recent time period and Ant-Man finds them all, I guess, or whatever the case may be. Not really <laughs> sure how that's going to work. Um, I don't know how I feel about the out of time piece because it, it does a lot. It's tropey to a certain extent. Yeah. And I don't know how they, you know, Reed Richards is one of the greatest minds ever. It does make sense that he has not been around and that he, team has not been around this entire time. So you can't just drop them in the MCU, I guess. I just don't know how I feel about it. All I have to say that. I do feel like your concerns are warranted. And I do feel oh, like yeah. the reason that they are doing this is because they know that they know that the Fantastic Four is such a huge piece of the Marvel universe and the comics that th- there has to be a good reason they've been gone. And it's got to be bulletproof. Got it. it can't be any tiny, whiny, multiversal shenanigans. Right. Like, I, I think it's going to be something very solid to an extent of like they are stuck in the time period or someone put them there or we're going to see this story and pick it up later. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to go the same route as Captain Marvel, but I do feel like it's it's going to it's going to rhyme. It's going to rhyme with some of the themes that Captain Marvel has so they can have their own individual story and then insert the Fantastic Four in the next Marvel project without having to answer all these questions of where have you been? Like, yeah. that's going to be their movie. And the rumors right now, I don't know really what to believe. The rumors right now are that wow. Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom and Galactus are in this movie. I do that's not believe that for a do. second, but I do feel like they are, they're going to come, they're going to come out swinging with one of those, with one of those. Yeah. Um, so my guess is that somebody has done this to them and that is why we have not heard from them. But I mean, this is great casting all around. Uh, I just watched Vanessa Kirby in yeah. mission impossible, uh, dead reckoning part one, love her vibe. I, she's mm-hmm. done a lot of theater too. I like, she's a solid choice. Pedro Pascal, I mean that man. That man has his flowers. We know what he's about. We he know we know he can hit all of those notes. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I think it's a very good cast. And I, I mean, you have some people talking about how this could be the new cornerstone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with these four. And I think, I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely, but I definitely think it's possible because this chemistry could be very good. How do you de- can you define the corner? What they, what they what do you think they mean by the cornerstone of the Marvel um, universe? It was just chatter I saw online. It was anecdotal, but the idea being that this is going to be a centerpiece of the story as it moves forward. 
uh, kind of like how Iron Man was um, to the first phase of the MCU. Like in one sense or another, everything revolved around Iron Man. We had an Iron Man cameo in the Hulk. We had Howard Stark in Captain America. We had <clears throat> a Stark reference from Agent Coulson in Thor. Like it just, it was kind of like Tony was always there to some extent. And I'm curious if that is going to be the same vibe that Fantastic Four is going to go for. Um, maybe you, not, but that's what the conversation online that I saw was centered around. Do you think they call them mutants and tie that into the X-Men, like popping up and, and uh, going that around? Have they I ever been considered mutants? I don't think they're considered mutants. Uh, I mean, because I remember the one thing about the Fantastic Four, and I, I think there's like a conversation here because Spider-Man is also like, is Spider-Man a mutant? Um, and basically there's this conversation of like, the public sees the Avengers and like the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man as these extraordinary people that do extraordinary things. And the mutants are like, mm, like you don't, you don't like, like use your intellect. Like black sheep. A little bit. Like you don't use your intellect to better humanity. Like you just shoot sparks out of your hand. You're weird. Like it's kind of like that vibe. Yeah. I remember that conversation from the cartoons earlier in the day. Um, I, I don't know. I hope they don't go. I hope they don't call the Fantastic Four mutants because mm -hmm. like I don't really feel I don't know. I feel like the story gets a little boxed in at that point. But um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I love this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I do think <clears throat> your concerns, Brian, of like, I do think we need to take like a like almost like a step back. Right. And we need to yes. look at the greater landscape of what Marvel has currently been boxing themselves into, which uh -huh. is. You know, they've had some misses like they've taken some lumps in this quest to get themselves back to their, you know, phase three glory, really, yeah. when things were streamlined, I when mean, things it was were, it was a to use to use like a business word. It was synergistic, like, right, like they had a synergy yeah, to it of it like was. it was stuff was just firing on all cylinders. And since the end of Endgame, it's been tough to like get back to that. Yep. And so I do think, though they they're not going to be able to take these kind of like creative risks where it's like, okay, so you know, the fantastic four as not being mutants, we decide to just make them mutants. Cause it's easier. Like that's, that's a risk that they can't afford to take because yeah. there are, there are a lot of fans, especially with this, like the, what they call the first family of Marvel. Like mm -hmm. you can't, like you yeah. can't take that kind of liberty with it and then like just walk have people still showing up to your movie. There will be big comic book fans that go, no, like this is a bridge too far to do it to these four folks. And I do. We had this conversation a little bit, and I think it's important that we bring it on the pod is that <clears throat> Marvel is going to end. Marvel seems to be entering this phase of their business and their universe where they recognize that they took some risks and they did some kind of out there stuff. And they yeah. also tried some stuff that didn't work for better or for worse. Like having, not having a TV showrunner that didn't work. Bold choice. Um, for your shows, you have to have a TV showrunner for your TV the bold shows. choice. Um, no, you don't. Not a, not a uh, Anyway, <laughs> they learned. And I feel like we're entering a phase now where they're only going to be doing the safe bets. Um, so we're probably not going to have as much of like the moon Knights, the she hulks, the eternals, that, that type of stuff. It's going to be, it, it's going to be like the beans and rice here of like, we got to get this basic stuff right to get back on track because we've lost some of the faith uh, from our audience. So I, I feel like for fantastic four, they're not going to mess 
with that recipe too much. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, my last point is, uh, well, yep. Uh, <clears throat> my last point is this before, before Doug, Doug's got his hand up. Um, I, I think it's smart that if you are to do um, introduce Galactus and Silver Surfer oh, in this realm, I think it's smart to do it when it's in the 60s and you're telling the story mm-hmm. of the Fantastic Four and maybe the first time that they come together to stop this thing is this magnificent being that we managed to push away in the 60s. We didn't destroy yeah. it in the 60s, but you know, we pushed them away and we don't have to worry about them now. We turn the Silver Surfer. That way you can keep Galactus later on. You can keep the Silver Surfer later on coming back over like, oh, I thought mm-hmm. I lost y'all in the quantum realm. I think that that is very smart. I don't think we get a full out, all out Dr. Doom. So I think when that casting is announced, okay. I think you're going to get a Victor Von Doom if it, yeah. if if that even is announced. I think that's a lot I for agree. one movie, but I you agree. also know why you show up to that movie, though, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Doom, Doom's going to be like a 15 second post credit teaser. Yeah, like he's not going to be in the movie, but he's like going to be in the UN or something like like a Thanos, a Thanos equivalent, a Thanos equivalent yeah. from the end of Absolutely. like you know, like when he's smiling at the end of like Captain America: The First Avenger. Like yeah, yeah, whenever mm-hmm. that one is. But yeah, Aven- yeah, the Avengers. First yes. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, no, that I completely agree, and I think. Again, all of the great Galactus stuff comes from the 70s, too. So there's a lot of, like, really yeah. good storylines there. Like, in terms of Marvel, the comic book stuff comes from the 70s. And it gets yeah. so weird. Like, the Fantastic Four is so weird. So I and hope... you can do weird stuff there. That's the fun yeah. part. In the 60s, that just makes the most sense <clears throat> to have them in the 60s for some reason. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I feel like they should be. That's right. Like, I want this movie to be weird because yeah, again, when we watched Quantumania, I was like, this is a Fantastic Four story. Like, going to a microverse with micro people. Yep. What? You know, yep. like, it's just that's, oh, that just has Fantastic Four written all over it. So it really does. That's a great I, way to put it, Brian. Uh, yeah, very, very excited. Jim, Jim Krasinski is not Mr. Fantastic. So mm-hmm. he is not. I'm that. okay with that. Pedro I, is, I a, is a very okay. person to have in it. All right. Well, hold on. That very was very. <laughs> I'm very I'm happy that it's yeah. I, I mean Pe- Pedro's the man. Like he's he is, he's so Everybody's good. daddy. Pretty much. That's, That's a great point. Uh and you know what's really gonna be great is to see how the MCU handles with its next greatest edition, all of the spider people from Madam Web. Um and so we're going to talk about Madam Web, y'all. So I'm going to pivot us on All over right. into Madam Web. Right. Strap uh, in, everyone. This is our spoiler warning to you, the listener. <laughs> if you do not want to know about Madam Web and you want to watch <laughs> it for yourself, turn back now. Maybe I can talk you out of that and just listen to this and stick it around and hear in our take. But if you're one of those folks that are like, I really have to see it for myself. Here's your spoiler warning. Put a Here we are. Up, come back later. Gentlemen, who would care to give us a barbershop synopsis of, of Madam Web? Brian. Me? Me? Is it me? I can do it. Okay. I, this is the first one of the year. This is the first one of the season. You it is the first please. one. Okay. I can do it. All right. <clears throat> what had happened was they were uh-huh. in the forest studying spiders with her with her mom. And uh <laughs> 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 anyway. <laughs> What had really happened was I was five minutes late. 
So Doug told me um, as I went to the movie, actually, I was like 10 minutes late. So and so I, I walked in and Doug's like, uh, oh, you only missed one part. They were in the woods together and there was some uh, there's woods. Ari, Ari, Arianas. What is it? Mr. Spanish man Duolingo. Las Arañas. Las Arañas, the, the spider people. And so they're studying. They're trying to study the spider, this, this spider that has this uh, ability to heal people, um, has like its venom can heal people, make people stronger, whatever the case may be. You know, the typical spider story. Right. So, boom, they go. The the lead character, Madam Webb, or actually her name is Cassandra Webb. Cassie Cassandra Webb. Webb. I mean, Cassie. Cassie Cassandra Webb. And so with, with they, two B's with Webb. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> so they go and um, Cassie is born out of this situation where her mom dies. So she gets shot. The spider people, Las Arañas, try to go and they try to save her. And so they try to give her the powers and let the spider end up biting the lady, um, biting her mom. And then, you know, the, the mama dies and then the baby is born. So fast forward, the the with web, all right, web, Dakota Johnson, she goes and she becomes a paramedic with Uncle Ben, ta-da, there's your tie-in, all right? Her and Uncle Ben, these are the early days. Uh, Uncle Ben is Peter Parker's dad. They are both paramedics. They go scene to scene, and they go saving people uncle. all the time, right? Oh, uncle, what did I say? You said dad. It's okay. It's okay. Uncle. His uncle dad. You're fine. Um, so he goes, uh, and, and, and it's these two together. So she is like, I'm an outcast. I don't do families. Um, I don't do babies, and I don't do relationships and things of that nature. And so she's got a cat that's not named Cat because she don't do it. That, well, the cat is named Cat. Don't have a real name because she don't do attachments and everything. Anyway, fast forward even more. They set up this whole scene where she goes to save somebody. She falls in the water. She drowns. She's in the water for like three minutes, I think is what they said. Six minutes. One of the other. And so she yeah. died. In her passing out and dying, she saw a bunch of webs connected to a bunch of different shit, right? And so she's like, oh my god, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And it gets pulled out of the water by Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben gives her mouth to mouth, brings her back. She then all of a sudden has this quick case of deja vu where he's repeating back to her, hey, you're not ready. Your oxygen level needs to be at a certain level. She says, why are you repeating this back to me again? I already heard that shit. And then he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but she kind of beats him to the punch of whatever the number he was going to say. And she's like, oh, something's off here. So, oh, also, um, so then after that, she keeps having these moments and these flashes of deja vu. Her boss, who, well, I guess it's her boss, who turns out to be Mike Epps, is in the movie, right? Yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> so Mike Epps is in the movie, and they're at this building that has like this, this big fire code. It's always a danger. It's always whatever the case may be. It's on the pier, and so he goes and she tries to. She sees a vision of him getting into a car crash. He tries. She tries to stop him. He doesn't get stopped. He gets hit by a Mack truck in the ambulance, which is fucked up. Like you don't stop for an ambulance. Like that's fucked up. So anyway, that guy probably went to jail. Who's driving a Mack truck? Because you're supposed to stop for emergency vehicles. I don't know how that uh, they didn't address that. Anyway, also this is based in 2003. So. Just keep that in mind, too, the whole thing. That's important somewhere down the line. So um, basically, she has these visions. She's got to go throughout the whole movie. She realizes she can change the future because she had a bird that hit a window. Then she, the bird didn't hit the window. She opened up the window. Then the bird flew through the window, and he lived. And so like she realized, I can change oh the future gosh. with this. She takes on three of these little girls right They're, that are all also abandoned by parents and solos, and then who is being hunted by a man who built his wealth and don't wear shoes and has this <laughs> absent <laughs> accent who is like, I'm having dreams that they kill me. And all three of these young ladies, they kill me. And so he sleeps with somebody, gets all of the access to the NSA that, that has access to everything and cameras and everything because he has no problem with like killing these three little girls. So the whole movie is based <laughs> off of him chasing down these three little girls. She's protecting them, using her visions, and also them somehow in the future becoming um, spider people. 
And that that is that is the synopsis of the movie. I mean, you you nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it, man. Left out. You left out the second and third act. No, he didn't. That is (laughs) that is the summary. He gets killed by a neon S, and so there's there's technically technically he gets killed by the P. (laughs) Oh, he did. He gets killed by the P, and then the S. I want to get killed by the P too. (laughs) Right after this. I mean, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> All right. Let's give you the cast of this movie. See, y'all make, me, y'all make me sit in it. Like, oh, he's going to learn his lesson. We do. He's sit we in do. It. And yeah, we, we don't do. let you sit we in do. it. Um, all right. Let's give you all the cast for this. Let's, let's uh, Dakota Johnson down. plays Cassandra Webb with two Bs. Sydney sure Sweeney plays Julia Cornwall. Isabella Merced plays Anya Corazon. Uh, Celeste O'Connor plays I'm Maddie Franklin. That's her last name. I mean, like, it, that's legit. Corazon. That's legit. What do you want me to do? You want me to read it like you, I'm reading a menu you, at a taco you, place in Texas? You have, yeah, you, hard name is Anya Corazon. Don't do that. I'm like one of them Anya Corazon. That's place. one of your characters. Don't do that. I know. I'm I remember. not going to do that. I, I I'm remember. Not gonna. We don't need to do that. But Isabella I appreciate it. I'm sure she appreciated it, Doug. Anya Corazon. And then Celeste O'Connor plays Maddie Franklin. Tahar Rahim plays Ezekiel Sims. Mike Epps plays O'Neill. Emma Roberts plays Mae Parker. Mary Parker. What are you doing in this movie, Emma Roberts? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Adam Scott plays Ben Parker. Carrie Bish, B-I-S-H-E, plays Constance. Who the fuck was Constance? I think she was the lady. She was the one watching after all the NSA, yeah. Okay, or was that Zosia Mamet who plays uh, A Maria? Who the fuck is that? I don't even know. Half hang these on. people, I don't hang know. On. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Carrie Beach is the is the the NSA lady. Got it. Okay. Oh, um, Zosia Zosia was the the lady in the chair giving the lady in the call. chair. Got it. And then the next one and last one is Jose Maria <laughs> yes. Yazpic plays yes. Santiago or one of Las Arañas that oh, saves yes. in the linen suit. In the linen suit. Yes. Yep, in the linen yes. suit. Um <laughs> yeah, this is this is what we got, y'all. Dude, this this movie's not this movie's not great. Let me pull up <laughs> let me pull up box office. Yes. In the chat, we have the Rotten Tomatoes score at 13% from critics. So that is what we're getting into. Take a look. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I do want to start while Doug is looking that up. I do want to start yeah, this off by saying, listen, we, you know, we are a fair and just podcast. We are. I want to I want to set the base of this co- excuse me, conversation at this is not about the women of this. It's not no. because it's a women led film that this movie no. is not good. So if you no. are part of that crowd, like whatever that incel crowd is, this is obviously not the podcast for you and turn the shit off, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Around. I am going We're... to criticize their performances, but it is not because they are actors. And it's it not is because they are women. Not their fault. Not, what they were given. Not their fault. Yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like we'll get into this, but we also, we, <laughs> we talk about a lot of female-led movies and we talk about what they do right and we're also going to talk about how this movie does not um, doesn't do any favors for their female leads. I think is the best way to start that conversation. None at all. So I just want to I want to put that out there just to start. OK, Taylor, so this is you... interesting. So the budget for this movie, there's two different budgets listed. 
Okay. There's a budget that says $80 million. That's what I saw. Says final cost. But I'm also seeing $100 million. But in parentheses, it says before tax credit. (laughs) What? Where did they, what was the tax credit for? I mean, they could get a tax credit for where they filmed, technically. Um, yeah, hold on. I'm pulling. But, up one of I mean, the, the marketing, like... the the marketing for this movie, though, if you want to include that in the budget, it was at least ten million. Um, but eighty million, eighty million has been the number that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then it's made uh, uh, the first six days in North America. It made twenty six point two million dollars. Um, international tally is 25.7. So it's somewhere around like 52 to $50 million, give or take, um, somewhere in that range of what it's made. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's again, this is from a Hollywood reporter article. Uh, Rotham is known for keeping a close watch over budgets and it's been widely reported that Madam Webb cost 80 million, but the actual number is in the low hundred million dollar range. Mm-hmm. Huh. I want to know what tax credits. Sorry. Now I'm like obsessed over the finance. Like where did they, what tax credits did they get? I want to know. I'm I'm sure they could write off a bunch here. Yeah. If David Zaslav can hide a whole Coyote versus Acme movie, then yeah, Yeah. I'm sure they can get away with this shit for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they're saying that like percentage of female viewers was potentially one of the reasons why um, that they didn't have a good, they're, Sony is trying to say that maybe not having a lot of female viewers is what's going to hurt the box office because 65 per 75% of the North America audience is men and only 46% of women going to see Sony. superhero movies. But that's so, not the problem. I mean, that is well, what it's not the problem. Here. They also, they also rewrote the, the Amazon series silk for that same reason. So I, I they also that. did. They did. They said that they did rewrites to write towards more of a male-driven audience. A male yeah. gaze was what the yeah, article yeah, I saw read. A male gaze. Yeah, that's but, awful. That's but that's but that's coming in the future. Let's talk about the now, gentlemen. Thoughts on Madam Web. Brian has to start. I, I, okay, let me say this. I'll start with what I like. Has to start. I, okay, but I'm going to start. Yeah, because I didn't want to put my man on the spot like that. Um, no, no, no. You're good. I I'm ready. But go. I feel like I want to start with saying uh, there are sequences in this movie um, that felt like a comic book. Um, and, and I do enjoy that. It, it felt so ridiculous sometimes on screen because some of the thing, like her talking to her mom, that felt like I read that off of a panel of a comic book where the mom is looking at her. There was one more sequence that was before that, maybe like the webbing in the water and like her seeing all the different things. I was like this. I could see this being illustrated out. So I do want to say, like, there are, there's, well, really, it's just those two scenes that really felt like straight out of a comic book. And the casting is also, I think, is good. I think you had good casting looks-wise and chemistry-wise. It seemed like the young ladies had really good chemistry amongst each other. So I I just want to start there. It's just that goddamn villain felt like they just plucked his ass out of the middle of nowhere and just sat him in the middle of all that damn chemistry. Like, he felt disconnected, but we're not there yet. So I'm just starting with what I liked. I'm also about I mean, to grab my McDonald's, so keep talking. Do it, do it. Yeah, you should eat. Eating is eating is important. Uh, We're a real professional operation here at Phil. Hey, we are real people, <laughs> funded by listeners like yourself. You can understand. We're relatable like that. Uh, man, this movie. It here's the thing. I went into this. I was like, maybe it's not that bad. Like maybe it's like fun to hate this movie, and like that's what like that's why people 
right? Or like just kind of getting getting excited about that. It's just kind of fun to hate on this movie. So I gave this thing my full attention. I didn't look at my phone. I went and I, I took this whole thing in. And it is just so clear that Sony has no idea what they're doing. Oh, and it yeah. is not even trusting their own elements to get stuff done. And why why you would give the the like the writing of this movie to the people who did Morbius? I don't know. Yeah. That is a poor decision. I like Sony, do they do they have evidence on you for illegal activity? Like is, <laughs> is there a reason you keep hiring these people? Blink once if you need me to send help. Like I just yeah, like they're making the same mistake again. And it at this point it's getting the film, the, the film itself struggles to find its own voice. And it's a shame because four these four characters, all people with spider powers in the comics that are drawn from the comics, do such cool things. Anya as Spider-Girl is, is incredible in the latest Spider-Man show. Her comic, her comic book appearance is one of the first women heroes in Marvel Comics. Um and and they do they have such incredible stories spider woman too um like she has a whole thing with scrolls it's a great it's a great thing for secret invasion if you haven't read that yet um jessica spider woman has a great arc in that but none of that shows up in this movie and it's absolutely wild to me how you could deliberately miss the mark on a comic book movie which We've done about 50 of these in the past 15 years. So to get it so wrong, so, so badly, it almost feels like it's done on purpose. It, it is mind boggling and a morbid fascination of mine. Is it is it a Sony? Is that a Sony issue? Because it feels like at this uh, yes. point, it's a Sony issue. A hundred percent. But I don't um, know what their vision is. That's the hard part for me to yep. try to like. It's not the fact that you don't have a Spider-Man. I feel like if you really wanted one, you could figure one out, right? Like Absolutely. You, you could figure something out. So what is the issue here? Because it's consistently bad Spider-Man movies, except for yes. Into the Spider-Verse. And they and it's clear that Into the Spider-Verse was just them like messing around. They didn't expect a lot from that. Um, is is the vibe that Lord and Miller kind of give. And people put their heart and soul into that. It was with their animation team. It kind of feels like it's a completely separate world over there at Sony. Um, surprise, I mean, surprise. like it, it, it's incredible to me that you're trying to build a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. Just starting off of that. Not a great idea. It's like trying to make a pizza, but you can't make the dough. Or a flourless um, cake. Or a flourless cake. Flourless cake, if you will. Um, and... Ooh. It, it can be done, but it's it's difficult. You gotta add you gotta add some razzle dazzle. Marvel back in two thousand eight, they did not have the rights to a lot of characters, and they started with Iron Man. Iron Man became a huge hit. They started centering stuff on Iron Man. Sony has Venom. Venom pulled in money for them, regardless of what you think about those movies. Venom is recognizable and pulls in money. Why in the world they they aren't even mentioning Venom? They aren't even like being like, oh, man, there's like this weird Eddie Brock guy around to even do some type of connective tissue is mind boggling. And on top of that, this entire movie 
goes out of its way not to say Peter Parker or Spider-Man um, to to almost to a point of like, if you say these things, are you going to get fired? Like if you say Peter Parker or Spider-Man, is someone going to hurt you? Um, and you're trying to build a Spider-Man connected universe. Why? Why wouldn't you use that? Why wouldn't you? Why? Like you have the rights to it. This is what Marvel wants. And you won't and, even you won't and, even and we've it. been and we've been. Look, I'm going to take this up to another level because I was doing some research on and writing some other things. Oh, and I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm going to kind of launch right into this. Go. You didn't want this to be a Spider-Man universe. You were saying this isn't connected. It's a if anything, given the characters that are in it, it's a prequel. If anything. Right. Right. That's the, that's that's set the strategy in, in the angle we are going for. Set in 2003. Some, for for set those in 2003, that haven't seen the movie. That if this is somehow a prank, a prequel to Tom Holland's Spider-Man, maybe? Um, like, I don't maybe, fucking know. Yeah, like, yeah, the math, the math there doesn't really add up well, in terms it would, of age. It would, it, makes, it would make the most sense because that Uncle Ben would be with uh, the Aunt May in yeah. Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Because that's the only version of Spider-Man, if there is a prequel, that right. doesn't have an already partner. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so again, this is, is this, you're setting up, you're basically saying here, we're, we're basically building out all of this connective tissue um, around a main plot point that you never talk about. But what's odd <laughs> is that there are several choices throughout this whole fucking movie that's like, it sounds like you guys want to talk about it. Have you ever have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they've had like a really bad day, but it's clear they don't want to bring it up? And they're like, hey, Doug, how's it going? And you're like, oof, you know, it's fine now. How are you? Yeah. And they're and you and you're like, do they want to talk about their bad day? And you're like, oh no, it's going well. Are you sure everything's okay? Yeah, yeah, there was some stuff, but you know what? We're through it. Anyway, like it's just that like they're hinting yep. at this and you're like, yep, quit being an asshole and just tell me what you want to tell me because I'm over this conversation. It's like those um, vague Facebook posts when people are like, oh, I can't believe that happened. And you're like people, people sometimes. Am yep. I right? And it's like, don't keep, do it. Keep, keep, keep me and your family in your in our in your prayers. Yeah. Why? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Here. It's you fucking that posted it. Yeah, it's yeah. that, but it's a movie because there's a couple of choices. First, Las Aranas oh, are right wearing; here. they are painted bright red, and they are God. wearing what can only be described as Bottles. the Spider-Man suit, but without any fabric and just the white pieces. But they're painted black to maybe, okay. I guess, be kind of sort of vines. This motherfucker slides down. On from a tree upside down, like Toby Maguire kissing Kirsten Dunst, and he's got the eyes, but in vine shape. And it's yeah. just you didn't, but this isn't a Spider Man movie. We it's don't want to talk about Spider Man, and then don't fucking to hear Raheem, who I don't know if he was using a voice changer he bought at a Ooh. Spencer's Gifts to talk throughout this whole movie, but he is wearing a black and red version of the Spider-Man suit. But again, no, this no, no. isn't a Spider-Man movie. It's Madam Web. Who told you to talk like that? I just, I, me, I, I don't me, want myself, anyone. And I. I, like no one's going to hurt you, man. But like to hear like who, who told you to do that? Cause that accent. Were you was... doing a Bane impression? Like I don't, I don't understand. Like what so, tag me in. Let me know. Also, 
I, yeah. I, just to put people on the lake here for people that haven't seen the movie, because I know we have a few people listening and watching that are just tuning in the beginning of the movie when Cassie's mom is dying and Cassie and, and she's pregnant with Cassie, Madam Webb, the Las Aranyas people come down from the trees in this like they're covered in sticks that look like webs to save her. And that's the only time you see these people. But it definitely looks like the Spider-Man logo, but it's made out of sticks and they are on the, the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 a choice. And this woman is not alarmed. No. Like, I get she's been shot and she's dying and she's very concerned about her baby making it through this. But these strange people who came down from the trees who you didn't know were there, who you thought were like an urban legend. Right. Not only did they come to pick you up and then carry you into the tree, yes. they brought you into a secluded cave and were like, no, 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 no. Go in water. Water will help with all of this. Just go in the water. There was no like, please don't stop. She was like, mm-hmm, okay, now put the spider on me. Yep, now have it bite me. Yep, this is fine. Okay, now I'm gonna die. Don't like forget that. why. Don't forget why she went to the forest in the first place. That's right. Yep. Which was like her daughter had a sickness and it was some type of muscle degenerative Which, disease. Fun fact: that is not a disease. That's a that's an autoimmune disease that you can only have like it develops after you're born. So like. A lot of things that I was reading is that this type of illness that she was worried about having, right. that's actually right. not how it manifests. So welcome like to, welcome to medical diagnoses and films. And, and he black said and don't ask he said don't ask him for medical advice in the chat. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He knows. I, I'm gonna right. try to find it, but I did find a Reddit thread and I was like, there's no way this is true. And I looked it up and I was like, oh. So they didn't even get that right. Hey, like, if they you're didn't a doctor well, they did and you're listening to this podcast and you want to yeah. talk about immune diseases, come on by. Yeah, please we call us out or confirm or like clarify because like I, this is what I'm seeing from Google. So like just, you know, to keep it on the level here, but it appears Roman, they didn't Roman get it right. Roman said it's true. Um, well, all right. If it's in the, if it's in the chat, it's true. So my biggest beef, since we diving right into the shit, we're just diving in, just get into it. My biggest beef with this shit is the villain. So since we're already on the villain himself, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear Raheem. I'm I'm sure, my brother, that you was just working with what you had. Okay, you working with maybe what they gave you or they gave you uh, Roman Myers said it can't even get diagnosed until after uh, until after being born all the way. So Roman sounds like he knows what he's talking about here. Um, But they talk about the the villain. Here's my biggest beef with the whole movie. Number one, this motherfucker ain't got no shoes on the entire movie, and they never explain why he ain't got no goddamn shoes on. He just he, walking around barefoot in a full-fledged suit in New York City. A Spider-Man suit, you mean? No, no, no. no in, in a, a suit. Piece in a suit, suit. Oh, in his three-piece suit. In what? Three I missed piece. this. Yes, he, he was, was not wearing this, shoes. No shot. In that whole entire goddamn movie, <laughs> did this man have shoes on with the regular three-piece suit of a businessman who worked so hard to get to his fortune? He has not a one shoe or sock on. <laughs> not a one. And so he went to the goddamn opera, as far as I know, with no goddamn shoes on, slept with an agent, spilling his goddamn guts to this agent. Thank God we found out she was some type of agent, because me and Doug was like, why are we spending 10 minutes of him spilling his secrets to this random ass lady yeah. that he just fucked yes. at the opera? Like, also, what is going on? He did, he did o- do that. Also, also, she's just like that, as far as I can tell, 
was a I asked you out for a date or maybe we've been on three and we're going to the opera and now it's advanced to the point where we're being intimate back at my in at my weird uh you know zoo display slash house um, <laughs> terrarium terrarium display slash house terrarium. and he launches into like hey i know we've been keeping it cash and yes we just had sex but here's the line for me i have a dream that three teenagers kill <laughs> yes. me and she's just like and she's like and she's like oh okay let's talk about it what the fuck is wrong with you that should be your like ooh my dog is at home and i need to let him out you know what i gotta gotta go go now ain't no no sex that good for me to like question like for me to sit here and listen to you tell a story about how you are going to go and murder three teenagers who you're having visions about killing So, so for the people who haven't seen the movie, basically he he has this vision of the three spider ladies, uh, the sad teen squad, as I like to call them in this movie, because every one of them is flattened to this sad teenager trope. Every single one of them, Spider Girl, Spider Woman, um, the other person that calls themselves Spider Woman in the comics, like all three of them are flattened to just like I'm sad, and that's their character arc. Anyway, you see all of them in costume. In this vision, you you see the Julia like the the Julia Spider Woman costume, like the classic black and white. It looks great on Sydney Sweeney, by the way. Great, great job costume design. And 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 he falls out of the window. Sims falls out of the window. He's an old man. He's got white hair. And and these three Spider Women look on as he falls out the window. And he and he like wakes up immediately. And yeah, and exactly what Doug said. Immediately launches into telling his one night stand. Like anyway, these teenagers are gonna kill me. Just keeps going. Just like clearly no there's no weaving here of dialogue of trying to have there's no mystery there's none of it there's no there's this woman's like wow that that sounds like a personal problem she's immediately invested i don't even think she knew what her direction was like she's just looking interested like with a smile um and then it's like as you're wondering like why is he telling her all this he's like i need all of your surveillance access at the nsa and at this point in the movie i was like there's no way the writers of this movie were trying to critique the patriot act but i think they unintentionally did that's hilarious um but that's because this is 2003 so the patriot act would now be in full swing um and if you don't know what the patriot act is if you're a listener read go a book. look that up and uh get really upset about our read government a book. read a book read uh, a book yeah, and get and really get, upset at our government. Yeah, you'll get more upset <laughs> and, at our government look, than you I, were before. And um, look, if getting upset at the government oh is not your bag, and you're like, you know, I'm already upset enough <laughs> as is, but I do need some advice. Here's a little advice from your old pal, uh, Duolingo Doug. Look, do not, if you are in a one night stand situation, <laughs> and the person that you are in a one night stand situation wakes up. Not just like wakes up, but like mm-hmm. screams themselves <laughs> oh, awake. Like, has PTSD. Oh, has on PTSD. Yes. Like not not just like a like oh that was a bad dream, but it's like no, like that's that <laughs> they're waking up like that, and they proceed to tell you about a dream where four teenagers they have never met, three teenagers they have never met proceed to murder him. That's your cue to get the fuck out of there. Get out. Like, get out. Don't stick around. This ain't Mr. or Mrs. Right. This is not a relationship that you want to yeah. be involved in. Leave so now. Say, hey, thanks for the good. Thanks for the good time. I'm gonna go ahead and see myself out. 
let me know how the murder dreams pan out. I think out. at this point, it's important for me to say that I didn't understand what was happening when he started touching her because the movie doesn't communicate no. or tell you no. that Sims has venom in his skin that, that he can transmit he, that he can transmit by touching you. So mm -hmm. I need you to imagine me in a theater. I'm one of four. And um, I, I'm watching this man aggressively touch this woman yeah. in, in bed, yeah. but there's no, there is no visual sequitur of like zooming in and you see like neurotoxins going into her skin. There's no animation. There's no it's way too to dark to even see it before. Thank you. You're usually at this point in the movie, it, you need to tell your audience what's happening somewhat. You either have someone be like, Oh, your hand feels like it's toxic. I don't know, like a bad dialogue or an animation piece or some type of visual medium or signal to let them know what's happening. None of that happens in this movie. And I was a little fearful of what I was watching because he's just grabbing her very tightly. And she's like, oh, ah. And I'm like, what's happening? What is happening in this movie? This woman also, is screaming in pain. But he's I not a question. grabbing her. What's happening? I have a question. When you have toxic skin, it's not like you could just turn that shit on and no, off. That's, that's why you always got to wear a condom. That's but Marcus, it's he used his hands for like I would assume at least six minutes before that scene happened. No, he just no. went hands free for the doggy style. He just put no. He just, he just so how did we just turn that off? We just turned he it just, off. He just put it behind his head. He went behind his head. Maybe like he's maybe well, that's one of the reasons why he's super insecure because it was thirty seconds of bliss and that's not enough time to kill her. So I don't know. <laughs> okay he, he was in anyway. the flex. Oh, yeah crazy. brian pivot away pivot away, i mean brian. i feel like so like he did end up saying give me the <laughs> so this was what was funny about his interrogation style yep. he's touching yep. her with the venom right and he says hurry up hurry up and give me the password <laughs> <laughs> hurry the, give me the he password says, before you up, give me the password work. before you no longer can talk i said this is terrible <laughs> this is yep. terrible interrogation technique <laughs> Like this is dog, and his. This was my problem with the villain the whole time. They never explained what the curse was from the spider. At least I or I missed it. They don't explain that Sims is cursed until the last quarter of the movie, and yes. you find out from, from the, the man in linen, Peruvian spider shaman, the man in the linen, <laughs> the man, in, the man who decides not to wear the spider stick armor. He traded sticks. He traded sticks for H and M linen. The <laughs> He he shops exclusively at the Beach Collection by Calvin Klein. Like that was which, what he was where he went. Which listener, this is jarring because they make such a point of these spider people, the Lazaranas, to to come get Cassie's mom, the spiders, and her, and they're mysterious and they're wearing this stick armor and they're they're having they indigenous <laughs> markings on them, and then. I kid you not, later in this movie, Cassie, Dakota Johnson's like, I need to find answers. And he just like pops out looking like he just like literally just shopped at H&M. And he's like, hey, I can help. And I guess they just don't do or, the stick or army he had thing been anymore. waiting there for the better part of <laughs> in the middle of the woods. <laughs> decades. Like, when is this motherfucker going to show up? That scene should have been, hey, I'm looking for answers. And he goes, oh, fuck, finally. I have been here <laughs> for years. Your mother, your mother said you were coming back, but she never said when. Like, right. I'm just like, what the fuck? 35 like, years. I, I want to, I just wait. I'm not done with this damn villain. First no, of all, go back. your go haircut back. is stupid. 
So let's start there. Your haircut is dumb. It just, hair is fine. It sat on the side and it was like progressively getting grayer. Like yes. as the movie went on. And I, I don't do know think that was, that was an artistic turf. choice. Okay. Cause yeah. like, I know that his hair was all gray. So what I thought was going to happen was his, in his vision, his hair is all gray. I thought that the three young ladies were going to become the spider women. Of course. Sooner than later. Oh. And be like, oh, they figured it out. And it wasn't as far away as he thought. It was right. actually much sooner than he thought. And part of the curse was turning his hair gray Marcus, and he was dying. I can't imagine why you would think that, considering you saw all three of the sad teen squad dressed up as spider people. I and, and the movie showed you that. I can't believe you thought that. You put this in. Hold on. You put this in the fucking trailer that they had these suits. You live or died by that shit in the trailer, right? We bragged that people talked about how good the damn suits look and Sydney Sweeney look for you to only have it in flashbacks and visions of the movie. Sydney and at the Sweeney, very end, Sydney Sweeney went on press tours saying that it was so important that she get the characterization of Julia down so well that she would she had to make sure she was upside down because Julia is upside down in so many panels. Folks, I'm here to tell you that if you've listened, I mean, if you've listened at all, you can probably figure it out. That is seen for less than five seconds in this movie. Less than five seconds. You couldn't even see, what was the other young lady's name with the technology? She was really smart. Isabella. Oh, Spider-Girl, Anya. Um, Anya, uh, yeah. Isabella. Uh, Anya Corazon. Uh, Anya, yes, Anya Corazon. Anya yes. Corazon. Um, but you you couldn't even see that she had technology that she was using as Spider Woman to yes. throw at the guy. Like you never put two and two together outside of the oblivious and awkward ass dialogue of her explaining how many centimeters apart the contractions are and how good and she's like solving math problems and is wearing a literal shirt that says "I eat math for breakfast" to show that she's intelligent and smart. Yeah. Of course, of course. I won't you have it otherwise. to be kidding me. We have to, Marcus. You don't understand. We have these three amazing supporting actresses: Sydney Sweeney, obviously coming into her own. What we're gonna do with them? Um, we're just gonna flatten them to the sad girl archetype, and then rinse and repeat that for ninety minutes. Cool. Oh, that's all. My parents, my parents are overseas right now, and they regret having a kid, so they don't want anything to do. So don't call them. Uh, my my dad. Now this one was said. Well, my dad got deported. That was said. I, I couldn't okay, tell that, you about no, that. No, it was, it was like, all right. And then the other one, she was like, my dad <laughs> remarried, and the new mama don't like me. As and a I ran mama. away from home. And I was like, and I was gonna go to California to see my. Yes. I was like, what the fuck is going on? What are these stories? Though, so you. Of all of that, y'all still don't want to call your parents and you want to stick with this random strange lady. The tragedy who, who, team. Who, needs who, at any, who at any point in time could just say like, eh, I don't feel like doing this anymore. What the? F Listen. Okay, hang on. We got to go back to this villain because Marcus, you brought up a great point about a line he said about like, gosh, what was it? Empire building or something? He, he said, oh, I, I, I cannot let them take my empire. Like something like that that he said. That's my impression of him. Entirely. I yeah. worked entirely too hard. Do it as Bane. Yes. Let me do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I worked entirely too hard to build up my fortune, and I will not let them take it from me. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't. So, like, at no point in the movie are they like, "Oh, Sims is like a billionaire, and he he's so rich." <laughs> I see Mason. Mason.
Mason, in the chat, Spider Robbins is, and Bruce Wayne. That's what this, this is. This is such a smart joke, Mason. That is ridiculously smart. Essentially. That's a great, me, that's a that great is such way to do a it. very intelligent joke, Mason. And so good job. Basically, Kudos. what if Robin was very. three characters yes. and we just didn't add anything else? Exactly. What if, what if Batman mentored Red Hood and Jason Todd and like mentored all three of the Robins Dick Grayson, and Dick Grayson mm-hmm. all at the same time? Yep. But none of them could Grew really up. stand out. <laughs> and then, like, and then, but also amazing. subsequently had no idea how to have a conversation with a fucking human being on this planet ever. I, I so uh, they, they, to, to bring your point home, we never find out what, what Sims's deal is. Like, never. if, if he's like this Osborne type corporate greed villain, or if he's like, he's just, I don't know what, like, how, what is his empire? Why does it matter? Why do you mention it if it's so important? Um, and then he has a Spider-Man costume. Out of not, here's the thing: you get to drive a fucking Ferrari around when you want to, or be barefoot and run around and jump on shit like Spider-Man, or whatever the fuck you want to do. And at no point is it explained why your fortunes are so goddamn important, or it's never really well. The mom gets shot. He takes the spider. He gets a curse put on him for taking the spider, but he's taking yes. care of the spider. I'm assuming he got his powers from the spider. That is, yeah, that's also not clear. So he does shoot Cassie's mom. She, she, she that is the reason she dies. And then he takes the spider, and and it's never really clear where he got his powers. No, never no. see it. There's there's a lot of your like. There's a lot of like. Trust your audience, but they were like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't trust me." Like, what this, they you need ch- to walk me through this. <laughs> what this movie chose to trust the audience with, and then not trust the audience with, is mm. like it just it is, is troubling, mind-boggling, and it's a little, it's a little frustrating because I, there th- that that sequence Marcus talked to you about about this pigeon that Dakota Johnson, um, she can see that she realizes she can see the future, and. She at, at one point in the movie, she she has this vision of the pigeon dying because the window wasn't open. It flew straight into the window and it dies. Comes right back to that moment, opens the window. The pigeon lives. For most viewers, that would be enough to understand she can see the future and she can change it. The the people who made this movie don't feel like that's the nope. case. Nope. And we do this three times. Three. We do that same sequence in different variations. Three times we do it when she comes out of the river. We do it at a baby shower in which you have to sit through the same baby shower sequence almost three times. It's like two for sure. Brian, I think it's four. Is it really? Because the whole fucking thing (sighs) at that goddamn fireworks place that she went forwards and backwards in time at least twice. At least twice. So at least twice the movie over explains that she can see the future and <laughs> they can change it. it. They, mm-hmm. they go out of their way to do this. They do it at another sequence halfway through the movie. And Dakota Johnson is directed to be like confused about it, which makes her seem like one of the stupidest people to have a superpower. Mm-hmm. Imagine um, we're going to imagine Captain Marvel getting her powers but there are three separate sequences of her being like, I can fly, I can fly, but you but you do it three times in a row. 
And yeah. and Captain Marvel never does that. You know why? They go, she got hit with the blue bomb and then she can fly and shoot lasers out of her hands. And you just, you move on with the story. You move on. Because right. Captain Marvel is a good movie like that. And also, this movie it, doesn't do that. And also, it feels odd that you would save the pigeon, but Mike Epps, oh my God. fuck him, let him just get hit. Oh my gosh, you're right. And during, Black His- and during Black History Month, like that you were going to, like, the bird I want to save, but this guy that I love who I'm really close with, fuck him, let him get and hit. I knew, and I knew he was going to die because he's black, and it was based in 2003, <laughs> so they was going off the old movie rules of black they people were, don't yep. survive. They were, they were, they were. I mean, for, yeah, and for context, really quickly, Ezekiel Sims has a rich story of being a businessman, and a part of his storyline when it comes comic book-wise is building all of this up so that way he can have a base of operations. So to Brian's point of what they choose to trust the audience with and what it. they feel like they need to spell out is he makes some comment before he poison skins the woman to death where he yep. says like yeah i think it's important to have a base of operations he has some fucking non sequitur line in there for he like two it? seconds he said it to somebody he either said it to the woman in the chair or oh he said God. it to i think he said it to the woman who got because they got back from the they got back from the from the opera right and he pours her a glass of champagne as she's walking right. by his Again, again, people who are going out on first dates, if you walk into a home and it's a relatively like simplistic uh, layout, but they have a fucking forest with a spider in a glass cage just hanging out in a pillar in their house, like where their TV should be, like walk out. That's that's a bad news. Don't don't go in there. You don't need that. Anything in a cage, a lizard, a rat, a bird. Uh, a guinea pig. If they have built a terrarium in their bird? house for a living thing, especially a bird. Bird people are weird. As, <laughs> if there is anything in there that you need, that they walk in and there's a fucking like what looks like a throne to the animal. There goes the, the bird out, audience. They are never going to love you. Get out. They're never going to love you as much as they love that animal. But more importantly, she makes this comment. She looks out and she goes, you have a very beautiful place. And he goes, yeah, I think it's important that I have a really beautiful base of operations. And they move the fuck on. Yeah, that it's totally left. And that's what it's, you're trying. Yeah, that's it. You're totally left to be left like, oh, yeah, you're right. He does have one. I guess. But right. why does it matter? Why does it matter if you Again, have a base never, of operations? Never what the fuck are you operating? What? Why do you need to base it? And why the like, fuck don't it, you have shoes on? <laughs> more importantly. God so damn. to to this movie's credit, she so Dakota Johnson's character Cassie realizes she can change the future with the pigeon after Omar Epps dies. Technically, Mike Epps. <laughs> Mike Epps. Sorry, did I say Omar? You I was did. thinking of Oceans. You got me thinking of Oceans. Mike Epps. Um, and and during <laughs> Black History Month, bro, I know that's, I, Brad, I they're was, all the same to me. I apologize, Brad. I was not gonna say that. I just think it's hilarious that you it was Omar Epps and Mike Epps because in my head I put a side by side of both of these motherfuckers up, <laughs> and it was hilarious to me. Also, yeah, keep going. also to my to my to incriminate myself, pretty sure I said Omar Epps in the theater when he showed up for the first time, and Marcus went Mike Epps. It's a very unique oh, you last did. name. <laughs> And and yeah. Also, by the way, he's listed as O'Neill. He doesn't have a first no first name. no first name because anyway, he dies. Like D- Dakota Johnson's character doesn't fully understand she can change the 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 future. But also, this is Wait, the, he's the, listed this is as the, O'Neill. 
his only name is O'Neal. O'Neal. Oh, okay. Remember in the movie, the the no. the, the little the, the spider, the the young lady says, "I'm gonna call my uncle O'Neal." No, she says, "I'm gonna call my uncle Jonah." Oh shit! Never mind. Okay, you're good. You're it good. bothered me that I could not connect that random ass line to anything yeah. else. Again. They are. They love tap dancing around Spider Man, but not actually engaging with the story of Spider Man. Um, and so, technically, edging, they're basically edging their Spider Man audience. Yes, hundred percent. They're they're teasing it for for Slow no payoffs. For no payoffs. So like, <laughs> it it mind boggling. I don't know why you would write it like this. I don't know why you would do it like this. It like. It's all it's all fluff. You're just getting fluffed the whole time to to no payoff. And, and like the worst part is it's like fine, I don't need Spider-Man in this. I don't need Spider-Man in this. But you put these three, four women in the center spotlight to be like, they're gonna be these superheroes. And that that never happens in the movie. That never it never gets to that nope. point. No. Um, which is again, why? Why are you making this choice? Anyway, uh, that was a zinger. That was a zinger, Marcus. You no, I... you landed it. <laughs> you landed it. I was trying to keep this moving. I didn't think anybody. <sighs> I didn't think anybody would hear me or react to it like oh, no. visually. I, I heard it. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Uh, no, but like, Brian's correct. They never, to me, that's part of the problem with the movie is outside of the final ending of the of the movie, right? What, outside of the fact she looked like Ray Charles with them thick ass glasses in that little ass wheelchair, um, the the final aha moment or tada moment is it's. I guess where I had an issue is it's not explained what happens to the girls and Cassie after they leave the hospital. Or, you know, she, okay, so she ends up blind because a firework hit oh, her in the eyes. And the finale, she ends yes. up paralyzed. She's also paralyzed for some I'm reason. Not sure Which, I don't know the why the paralysis. I no, have I'm a big question. I can tell you this. Whatever she's doing in that apartment, that apartment has not been converted for someone who is in a wheelchair and is not ADA compliant. No, except so, for her to do wheelies in that little one area. They basically said the like, no, 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 no. You stay over there by the window. We're going to leave. Because it's on the top floor. It's on mm-hmm. an edge. Yeah. It, it, they go it, upstairs to get in the do. kitchen yeah, in that they apartment. Do. They, do. they walk up and two steps. She ain't so, getting over it. So, okay. So let's connect these dots here really quick. So, Dakota Johnson um, at some point in the movie decides to go on a train. We don't know why she's going on a train. We see her buying a train ticket and she gets on the train. And again, again, this is the fifth time. Why did she get on that train? Nobody knows. No idea, Brian. No Um, idea, Marcus. I couldn't tell you. So she starts seeing visions and having things repeat. By the way, this is after the pigeon incident. She knows <laughs> she changed the future. She knows this as a character. And but she's stolen someone's cat. cat. And so she starts seeing visions of Sims killing the, the sad teenage squad. Like Sydney, like Sydney Sweeney, all them. On the train. All of these three women are on the train. And he sees Ezekiel. She sees Ezekiel Sims killing them. 
but it takes us seven minutes to get there, bare minimum, as all these other people are like, are you okay, Dakota Johnson? And she's like, I don't know. And it's never explained why all these people are on the train. Nope. Um, Sydney Sweeney's running away from home. Um, we have, uh, I'm trying to catch her other name. Uh, we have Celeste O'Connor playing Maddie Franklin. She's getting on there trying to escape the cops for some reason. Because yeah. they wanted to she was skateboarding where she shouldn't have been. Because Anya really want to chase that. And she's down. black. She's That's, also black. Yeah. Um, abolish policing. And then we have Anya Corazon, who uh, <laughs> is is like doing math homework. What? Hold the fuck on. Yes, I said you it. Slid, you slid that shit in there. I so did. Smooth. They make it very clear that 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 Celeste O'Connor's character is literally minding her own business, and then the police come up and they're like, "We're gonna arrest you. We're gonna we're gonna make this your problem." Right. I love Brad. So, um, if it was yeah. a white skateboarder, they probably would have let him go. Probably. They didn't bother Dakota Johnson when she was flipping out on the train, but whatever. Um, it is. Hold on. It is also New York. Like if you've true. been on a New York it's subway, there's always somebody on there. That's that is like, true. They didn't show the real cranky. You guys want to see train. my friend and he's got a rat in his pocket. Like you don't. That's I just, just saw a TikTok that happened on plane. On of some guy doing a Randy Savage like WWE Smackdown yeah. thing on an yeah. NYC. Sounds like my train. Um, yeah. So like they all meet on this train. Yeah. And Dakota Johnson's like, come with me. You're going to die. Yeah. And so like, it's this push and pull of like, why are you doing this? I'm not going to die. They all go with her. But then the movie immediately cuts to, 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 <laughs> can I get through this without laughing? Immediately cuts to Sims in the Spider-Man outfit mm -hmm. on the ceiling. And he's just like crawling at mm -hmm. them. Not yeah. like, Trying to sneak up on them just in broad daylight, like I'm gonna get you, and they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and they start and for away. the long and here's the thing: for the longest time, it you. makes you think that you're that they are the only ones that can see yes. him. Yes, yes. For a majority of this yes. movie, they paint it like that's a hallucination. Because I and think I like, asked Doug the it? question when you they're did. in the diner. I said, "So can they not see him?" <laughs> And he says, yes. no, I think they can't. And then he proceeds to like snap dude's fucking neck. And I'm like, oh yes. no, they, they can see him. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 insane. It's so insane. Dakota Johnson steals a cab with these three girls and they're like, we gotta First figure this out. Thefts. Um, yeah, she commits Grand Theft Auto twice. Three times. And Grand movie. Theft Cat. She steals that cat. That ain't her cat. Yeah, she does. I think she does take the cat. Um, yeah, and that's when the worst of this movie starts because they just hang out in a forest and it's so clear that there was a different movie in here because all the dialogue is so choppy. It is Very all so choppy. choppy. And Dakota John's like, we got to figure out what we're doing. And then that's when they decide to queue up Celeste O'Connor being like, my parents are in China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Sydney Sweeney then goes, I know Taekwondo. Random as hell. With no connection to nothing else. She just says it. Then O'Connor says, show me. And then she kind of flinches. And then that's it. Yeah, that's it. And then they it go is. to some like weird fucking hotel that didn't need to be in there. Well, don't I forget have, the, I have a lot the of diner. About. We have to talk about on the diner. The diner. They go in the diner. She says, don't make a lot. Don't bring a lot of attention to yourselves. The three kidnapped girls that were just put on the radio and in front of TVs yes. and everything go into a public diner. And order up a shit ton of food and dance on a table full of like filled with horny now, little boys. For many of you, you would be watching this going like, "Oh, the dancing is clearly where they draw attention to themselves." Gentlemen, 
they drew attention to themselves when each of them ordered four yes. different entrees yes. Yes. and none of them had like and it's not like it was small shit. It no. was like, bring me out a full fucking plate of like four servings of lasagna and also a hamburger and mm. also a cake and also. And then on top of that, then these boys did. I just there's a lot of that. So like, who the, who the, what the fuck are they eating? This was the point when I realized like this truly wasn't any type of feminist movie because like. <laughs> You like the the writers think that three teenage girls walk walk into a diner yeah. and then they see these boys. OK, whatever. You're a teenager. But then it's like, oh, teenagers would totally then be like, oh, you got to catch some attention. They start loosening and tightening Sydney Sweeney's shirt yeah. to make yeah. it more sexualized. This is technically a child, by the way. Um, obviously, Sydney Sweeney. Let, it, let it go. Brian, um, you know that you have been Duh. on the run from a murderer and the first thing you have thought when you've gotten into a new place is how I can, show I, my belly how, how can yes. I get it in? That is yeah. the first thing you've asked. You've said, you know what gets me off better than anything else? Fearing for my fucking life. If, you know what? Fearing for my life is the greatest aphrodisiac I could ever experience. It, it truly, no human would act like this, is what I'm trying to point out. Uh, like, that's the point I was just making. Absolutely. No human would <laughs> act like this. Y'all took two different routes to get to the same point. Yes. <laughs> some of us some of us are more eloquent than others. <laughs> the point Brian, being, though. Brian was panicking that whole time. I was a little. You're like, where's he going? Like, where he going? Where's he going with this? Where's he going oh with this? God, and man. yes, they start like stereotypically dancing on a table. Yeah. Teenage girls don't yeah. usually do in this. a skirt. Thank you. Um, I just it's so out of place. Yeah. And and it's also it also bothered me because this movie takes place in 2003, probably August, if we're gonna be generous. <laughs> Britney Spears' Toxic is playing on the radio. Oh, that's true. In the Zone was released in 2003, but Toxic itself was not released as a single until the next year in 2004. So Damn. it's a small thing, but like the, the song wouldn't be playing on the radio at that point in he time. He nailed that shit. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Britney Spears in Black and White with Brian Rausch. Billboards with black billboards in black and white with Brian Rausch. Okay, like feel free to verify, but it wasn't released as a was research just your life. They did leave right alone. Okay, they did do um they they did make that part of the movie a big deal though. Like that song in there was a big deal, and I I I appreciate their attempt at making sure that the soundtrack, whatever they did play, was from the 2003 era because they had right. another one. I had the Shazam in there and I was like, I know this song. I've heard this right. song before. A... Now they nailed... like you. That was the one that we said that sounded like Eve, but it wasn't. Yeah. It sounded like, yes. Eve, but it was. Yep. they nailed yep. the Beyonce self-titled album. Yeah, they did. Time they, did. they did that. Yeah. that and that was fine. Um, yeah. But it, that made the diner scene all that more upsetting. It's a song that hasn't been released, whatever. Um, this is not how people that's, would act. That, that's where Brian drew the line. I just yeah, I would too. It's so clear that like just not like it, it, like S.J. Clarkson directed this, but it was just so clearly written for the male gaze. And like, yeah, just, I hate it. I hate it. Um, and their press run, the press run kind of makes sense. Hold on. I don't think that they did it on purpose, but everything was just sexified or it was turned to be sexified by 
either socials or whatever the case may be. It could have been the most simplest yes. thing that was being said. A lot of the promotion was, was you're absolutely cool. right. I, I'm going to say something here that I, is going to come off silly and funny, but yeah. I, I'm trying to make a bigger point about it. Okay. I leaned over to Marcus in the middle of this movie when they get to the hotel, and I say to Marcus, Marcus, this is how a porno would start is a stranger brings three girls into a part a porno and says you need to do these things in order for us to be able for enable for you to be able to make it out alive <laughs> now i said that being funny at the time and laughed for a majority of it however I do think that there is something to be said for this. It's written for the male gaze. Mm -hmm. and you put three attractive young women in a hotel and you know that a younger male mind would be like, oh, what are they going to do in a hotel room? No one else is there. Like there is a little bit of that, like playing to that erogenous zone in your head. That's like thinking about it. So like that's that's the jokey way in which I could say yeah this this was written for a very specific gaze. If I if I Go could ahead. think if I could think about it hard enough there's something to be said about the villain Tahir Rahim's character being the man and the way that he approaches women. Oh. Oh, yes. In this movie, mm -hmm. the way he grabs yes. the chin of his lady that oversees every, the, the, lady, the woman in the chair, yes. the way that he is so anxiously, there is no regret in the way that he hunts down these three girls. And yes. like that is just, it's made a norm, if that makes sense. Like, yes. it's like there's zero hesitation in the way that he goes about the way that he is surrounded by a, his character is surrounded by a cast of powerful women, but yes. he has zero hesitation in the way that he treats them, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Well, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, they're going to take, they are going to be the reason why it's very, very misogynistic in the sense of like, it's not going to be my own shortcomings that mm -hmm. causes me to lose my empire. These three women need to be not dealt with, not isolated, not ensured that they don't get spider powers. No, they need to be right. murdered because they're going to take it from me. Mm -hmm. Like and the extremity that that is is a little insane and a yeah. better writer like better writers could have harnessed this energy of this guy who has spider-man powers thinking he's the only one that should have yeah. these powers and Easy. he will go to any lengths to make sure they are not democratized they are not shared or that any other person especially a woman mm -hmm. have these powers there's a there's a narrative in there and it's really low-hanging fruit like it's yeah. very very i yes. don't feel like it's a hard story to to write and all the it's elements not. are there but it's instead not. we have a scene of dakota johnson teaching the sad teenage squad how to do chest compressions um which yeah, is clearly telegraphing for the end of the movie that they need to know how to do chest compressions um it, it's it's again this decision of how they edited this is just mind-boggling um yeah. and then the best part of this, listener, is that this is where the movie decides, you know what? This is where Dakota Johnson needs to leave the group and go to Peru. Randomly. Her answers and leaves them. Leaves them in their moment of need. They were just, oh, we didn't talk about this. They were attacked at the diner by, mm -hmm. by not Spider-Man. Um, this is also, by the way, <laughs> shoeless Joe Jackson, shoeless <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, this is also where 
for no reason at all, and it's very ill-defined. But okay, just so around barefoot. Dakota Johnson goes to sleep, and then she like go has this vision. She's back in the diner, and all of a sudden Ezekiel seems appears to her. I it is never told they if like explain that. No. and what do they do tele- like having a yeah having a conversation in the nether realm like what, is like, he, what are does they he doing? have telepathy does she have telepathy mm-hmm. is it mystical is it magical is this all in her head and he then just starts being like I'm gonna kill these sad teenage squad people and she's like you'll never do it and like she's trying <laughs> so hard to like understand what's happening and I am too because this power has not been introduced. And all of a sudden she understands his plans unprompted, by the way. Um, and, and then she has to go to Peru. Um, just not seamless at all. Just clearly it had to be in the movie. So it happened. Well, because um, with great power. No, with don't, don't you dare. When with you great get response, when you get responsibility, then more power follows. Suit. Great power will follow. When you act responsibly, great that, power will follow. Yeah. Or if you're Uncle Ben, now you have a kid with all of the fun and none of the responsibilities. Oh, real quick, listener, if you didn't watch the movie, the baby shower they attended was Peter Parker's baby shower because that is Peter Parker's mom. Um, do we do we learn the name of the baby? We do not. Um, After they played a game saying, guess the baby's name. And we'll tell you about it later. They never tell you about it later. It, it goes out of its way not to say it in such a weird way. Um, it's just, it's truly incredible. And we get to a point here where uh, we watched the movie again mm-hmm. in the third act. So um, I don't know if you two felt this way, but essentially we watch the first part of the movie again mm-hmm. through Dakota Fanning's eyes. I'm sorry, through Dakota Johnson's eyes. But like they didn't do anything with the footage. They just played it again. Everything that I missed when I was five to ten minutes late at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, I didn't Doug didn't have to explain it. They just replayed the shit at the in the middle of the full in the middle of the movie. Also, do you understand that a flight from JFK to <laughs> Peru is a 22 hour flight? No, I did not. She even, didn't leave. Didn't the, she didn't leave them for like like a day. She left them for the better part. Okay, so she had to get to the airport. Yeah. Then she flew to the Peru. Yep. Then she had to find the place Republica right. Day Peru. Republica Day Peru. Then she had right. to find the place that she was going to, which uh, apparently just every motherfucker goes to now because she was of just course. like, oh, do you mean it's right here? Yeah. So she's okay. So I'll give her four hours to get to where Linen Suit Man was. And then he pushes oh, an her. In, then she pushes it, gets pushed into a, a cave lake and has yeah. a vision. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then flies back. She's gone a week. Bare minimum. On, on a minimum, and the movie has zero concept of time. No. It makes it seem like she is back later that and, day. And Uncle Ben is taking care of the sad teen squad too. Mm-hmm. Like, but they the make it seem time. like that they, he was that she was gone for only maybe two days or one maybe. day. Yeah. Because Peter Parker is is coming. Like she, her water breaks. Gonna be born, and he's gonna be born in the same amount of time that they left them with the kids there. I've never seen a movie linger on somebody's water breaking. By the way, like they show a puddle on the ground. I'm like, why? Oh no, it's not. It's not. It is not a flashback or a flash. No, not a quick screen. They are like, nope. There it is, right there. See your water broke. Why you chose? Zoom in on it. Zoom in on it. No, 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 no. no, no. Make viscera in there. 
which is fine. Like, it's a thing that happens. It's just so out of place in the it's movie. It's a weird decision. And it doesn't serve the plot. We know her water broke. She told us. You, did, yeah. so, <laughs> you, like, didn't to, you didn't need to tell us again. And I mean, Dakota Johnson's like trying to figure out where they went. But like, there's Water's no car in the driveway. There, let's just start there. There's no car in the driveway. Also, she doesn't need to see that there's water on the floor. She can see the future. That's her whole thing. <laughs> I don't even think about that. You're That's right. her whole thing is that she can see the future, but she's got to look for clues, apparently. I didn't even think about that. You're right. She could see, yeah, she could see the past. She could have went future. right to the hospital. Yep. And been like, okay, yep, this makes so, sense. Also, then, Brian, very quickly, yeah, um, yeah. nobody from the school system is looking for no. these people. Nope. Three different no schools, one, too, I bet. Three yeah. different schools, one of which is a private school, and yep. nobody is looking for any of them. So Uncle Ben is not only having to house and feed the sad teen squad, who are, still having, who are still yes, technically, technically, he is now aiding and abetting a kidnapper. <laughs> then on top of that, he is also uh, he is also trying to keep them away from the windows and the doors yes. because he should have they should have been in a basement like Very. the fact that they made it seem like they were just living at his house like normal people because the school system at the very least would be like there are three girls well they'd be true at that point no idea where they are I mean, yes. they are reported as missing people i do i mean i do give the movie credit there they are reported as missing people i guess once, like also... once though on the train on the radio in the taxi from the train and then they never bring it up again no they bring it back up in the diner because then it's on the news that's why the oh, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right you're right you're right you're right so te- I mean, technically, but yeah, like right, also, right. I see your point though. Like it, it's it's a concern. Um, that I, nobody is looking out for them. Ezekiel well, should have found them a lot faster when the police started looking from the missing. Like again, like the police yeah. acted like they didn't want to find them at all. The, they're not even mentioned. Like, no, they're not. Like they are no concern. I mean, they're mentioned, but there's no concerted effort to actually find them. Like no. there's no. So it's not in that manner, and this is me being really nitpicky. No, do it. It's like it's not in the direct manner of like we're looking for them. There, his comes in when he intercepts the phone call from the diner and says, "It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fluke. These aren't the girls that we're looking for. I'm gonna go in there and just go look myself." That was his way of, I'm, I'm assuming, of them saying he intercepts all of these phone calls oh, that are happening. As they, I, as okay. I don't Once again, not, not well, plainly written. And out. your audience right. is having to do right. the work there. Right. You have to I pay mean, attention to that. But he, that means he's intercepting. That means he's intercepting all NYPD 911 mm-hmm. calls. All of them. Through the system that he got through uh, <laughs> thumbs, <laughs> <a> thumb drive. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> there's that. The, the amount of detail they'll go in for that, but then it's like Dakota Johnson's like, oh, I, I got it. I see the water broke. Mm, but it didn't even explain hospital. that his woman in the chair after he dies, <clears throat> that, where does she go? That's it. She I mean, just I guess she just picks up it. a paycheck and moves on with her life. I mean, <laughs> I guess. I mean, but. So, okay, we got to, I guess we got to start bringing this home because, like, I, I mean, that we do. <laughs> the finale of that this we movie, do. The finale of this movie. So, earlier when, when Mike Epps dies, mm-hmm. um, it, it, there's one of the Epps brothers. So the, the warehouse that they do a, an emergency response to. 
uh, this is earlier in the movie after the baby shower, is a is a, is a warehouse full of illegal fireworks yep. in the middle of New York City. <laughs> Which, okay. Like, New York! Okay, it, is, it is on fire. It is actively, actively on, on fire. fire. Um, this is important for the finale. So... So basically, Dakota just just to put everybody on the lake. Dakota Johnson finds the Santine Squad. Not <laughs> Spider Man is is like terrorizing downtown. Nobody's really making comments about this. Um, and then Dakota Johnson's like, "I got a plan." And listener, here's the plan she came up with. She's gonna take herself in this ambulance that she stole. Um, with the sad teen girl squad and they are going to go to the explosive warehouse that was already on fire and they're going to light the explosives the fireworks in the warehouse with them in it yeah that was her plan that that's the plan the future that's the plan i just want to let you know <clears throat> these are my final thoughts <laughs> one your villain is dumb as hell two um, don't be misogynistic when trying to write women. And I really hope that women writers had a part in writing these women led characters really do. Um, three, don't try to tell miss. Did not. I, it didn't seem like it. Three, don't try to misguide us with fire fancy suits that are only in a film for less than five minutes in flashbacks. Um, I feel like you could have, you could have done a story where they snuck into the man's house and the spider bit all three of them. And now all three of them have a different type of power like now, and she's got to help them get through that. Whatever it is, there's different scenarios to the way you could have got out of that. Four. Well, I forgot what number one. Don't waste my time. That's really what it is. (laughs) This movie is not, it's, it's, I think it'll be fun to rewatch and laugh at, but if you go into this, trying to take this shit serious, uh, good luck because I don't know what their vision and their plan was for this outside for me to just laugh at the inconsistencies in it. It's it's laughable at most. And here the the, the thing about it is that I know all of the talent in this can do better. Right. I, like I'm looking this was directed by SJ Clarkson and I don't believe she had full control of this project. I no, just want to put that out no there. Way, there's no way she did. No. Because she's done Jessica Jones. She has done The Defenders. She has wow. directed an episode episodes of succession she has she she has a pretty impressive directing background and i find it very hard to believe she had full control directing this movie then this, and, then, this, then this tells me that this started and ended with writers who wrote a first draft they started shooting it morbius tanked and they went in and they tinkered or I think even before more this this think, reeks of tinkering. This think, reeks of tinkering. I think it's execs. I think it's the Justice League issue. You had a yeah, bunch of Sony yeah. execs that were in Tinkered. watching this happening and said, "No, we don't need a woman empowerment movie or a woman with positive female role models." That's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for a Spider-Man action movie. Bang bang, beat them up. That's what I, it feels like. <laughs> and again, the reason why this bugs me, and here's my final thoughts: the reason why this bugs me is all of the things that we just spent the better part of an hour talking about. They're bad and they're frustrating. And there's a part of you that's like, you almost want to be like looking for a way to let them off the hook. You almost want to say desperately, you want to let them off the hook. You want to say things like, oh, come on, man. Like, it's not that bad. Or, oh, it's hard. They didn't have access to all the material or they didn't have access to all the characters. Guys, this is Sony. They own the rights to all of this shit. 
Yeah. All you of the Spider-Man stuff. There's so yeah. much connective stuff that you could have done and you could have put it in there to put forward a more complete tale. Like the fact that we didn't find out until the th last third of the movie why her mom was there. Right. You could have was said, trying to find the the, the, the cure, cure for the, for the whatever cure, right? was, Yeah. You could have said you could. That's a great opportunity to be like, well, I was hired by Oscorp to look into using animals to Amazing. cure medical pieces. That's all you had to do. Amazing. I just did it for you. It's two sentences. And you just were like, I don't. You could have put an Oscorp patch on her goddamn vest and you didn't even need to write it. No, you could have done no. it visually. And you just said, mm, they'll get it. But then it was like, no, 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 they're not going to get it if we don't have a pigeon come back to life. And then she fixes the pigeon. Like, there's just the choices on what needed to be explained and what didn't. And just the fact that they had access to all of the material shows me that this was ineptitude and 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 solely trying to make a movie by either formula or AI. Like, it's one of the two it, of, like, how it, they assembled it. I think the thing that's just so upsetting to me is that these characters I've read these characters. Mm -hmm. I, I have seen these characters and for somebody to look at all that material and then come up with a movie that is almost essentially a prequel to its own premise um, <laughs> while flattening prequel while to itself. Flattening these actresses that are, are very well accomplished beyond Sydney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson. Like, even if you take them out, these are very accomplished actresses who mm -hmm. can do a whole range of things. And you, the whole crux of, of, of Spider-Man and these spider people is that these are regular people trying to mm -hmm. do the right thing. And that premise is, is so pristine and so central to Spider-Man. And you could have made a really special story here. Mm -hmm. You could have even centered this story around the fact that, that Cassie sees basically Peter Parker not being born. Right. And that's what uh -huh. Ezekiel Sims is trying to get at. And she has to find a way to protect Peter. And she knows she can't do it alone. And she's using her powers to look into the future and see these three women who will become spider people who will have these powers. So she's tapping them early. And what what happens to the timeline when you do that? Um, there's a good story here. There, There is a definitely a good yeah. story here. Anya, Anya is such a dearly beloved character. She shows up really well in the latest animated Spider-Man series. She hangs out with Gwen. Like, she's smart. You could have leaned into that. But instead, you flatten her to this character who's like, I like homework and I know science. And that's a disservice to the character. And there's, I think that's what breaks my heart about this. Is like, I care about these characters. And you spend yeah. $80 million essentially changing everything according to dakota johnson they changed the script halfway through all rewrites which Thank is probably you. why she's not enthused to be there i wouldn't blame her double to work uh -huh. and you you could have made something special like marvel has had a lack of having female-led movies you had an opportunity here you had an opportunity to set the stakes of like our universe is going to be centered on women and telling women-led stories because we need that we yeah. need those diverse. And exactly. There's also people from a lot of different backgrounds here. Like yep. th this was a genuine opportunity. And instead you, you made you it, squandered this, it. You, you squandered it to have Dakota Johnson take five opportunities to tell us that she can see the future and then not even, not even have a payoff for any of these things that you set up. And then you make a finale that is so devoid of logic 
that you actually the, the finale by the way there's a helicopter that they call in um i just need to get this out they call in a helicopter and they they did this on purpose and the helicopter's like hey we're gonna be here to save you but again they set off the explosives in this warehouse and that destroys the helicopter yep so they killed she innocent killed and she can father. see the future and she, she can see him. the future she knew this was going to happen and she chose to do this. So not only that, there's no, there, there's no compass here. There's no, there's no, what is right. What is wrong? It's just, you're kind of following, you're just following Cassie as she realizes over and over again, she can see the future and it's just, it didn't a, have to a, be it, this way. It's a, and Mr. Mag it's a Mr. Magoo, like a superhero. It is, you're watching someone stumble and bumble their way through having powers and and then they get to the end to realize to, to to then somehow be fully transformed. That's what I. That's the thing that I don't. That what bugs, the, like go ahead. they they she again she caught, gets back from Peru and she in theory can control her powers now. Doesn't use them to try to figure out where they are. Does not does not at, in any way shape or form at all. Then sets up this elaborate plan <laughs> to try to fix them. Ends up killing the other paramedics and goes oh no i didn't see that coming like you can see the future like what <laughs> and, some, and got and you got pushed into the water to supposedly have full control over your power so that's not an excuse and either. also you didn't you didn't know that you were fine with like she should have there's just and then I have nothing like I'm just kind of like sitting here stuck because as I'm starting to like get into it, I'm like, oh, and she didn't know that she was going to lose her sight. No. Oh, that's I, a good point, too. You she didn't. You should. You, all of that is technically avoidable that. stuff. Yeah. All of that is technically you either should have known or is avoidable. And that could have been that could have been addressed at any point yes. in the movie of like there's fixed points. I can't change X, Y, Z. Easy, easy, or you could easy use stuff. other Sony language you've had, and you could say, "I have canon events that I can't touch." Right? How amazing would that have been oh, if she said canon events? That's Didn't even think about all that. you had to say. It's good. So there are canon I mean, events that I can't change. They're going to happen regardless. It's just it's so clear Sony doesn't know what they're doing, and they're they, trying to build this universe. But it's so sad to see that this. We all know where this ends, and they're not going to make money off of this. And they're going to continue this downward spiral and Marvel's going to get the rights back eventually. So why even invest in a movie like this when the leadership at this studio can't even understand its own characters? It's, and and the it's last sad. thing I'll say is, guys, Craven's going to be wild. Holy oh, fuck. I forgot. I forgot. Craven the Hunter, which comes out this fall, is going to be fucking wild. I was studying rhinoceroses in the woods with my dad. With my, with, with my with, dad. Before he died. Before, Before he, he died. died. And then I got blood in my blood. And now I'm an animal. Oh, I forgot about that plot yeah, device. Blood, yeah. I got I blood in my blood. I got blood in my blood. I got, I got other blood in my blood. And now e I'm an, e I mean, E2? 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 Corazon? E2? E2, Corazon? Dakota Johnson, I know you're listening. And I we saw your press tour. And you e were very too, over this Corazon. movie. We wish you the best. I saw your preview yeah. for Daddy-O. I, I wish you the best. I'm excited for that. Your independent project. Better days ahead for you. Oh, come nice. talk Come talk about Daddy-O with us. We will yeah, yeah, we will talk, talk about, about Daddy-O. Daddy or shit talk this movie with us. We, 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 fuck, we would love to I mean, shit talk this movie. You were already kind of doing it on your just, press tour. 
just go there like and go there Oof, with us um yeah, yeah i didn't either uh gentlemen anything else that you want to say about this particular film before we get into our plugs section of the day um i thought about how there were parallels to the room watching this movie mm. um and if you oh, haven't seen the room that is for another time you should watch the room you should watch the room. learn about how that movie was made um but and that's not a great comparison but it i love the not. talent i wish all of the talent in this movie better days ahead honestly like i can't wait to see other projects with these actresses they're clearly very talented and this wasn't the right project it was not it it was it was not. all right you know, or i should god, say sony messed it up for them yeah uh, god, god bless you uh, uh you know i won't be watching again on purpose bless bless your hearts bless yeah. bless your hearts um gentlemen i'm what do playing you want music do it okay Brian, what do you have to plug this week? So we hey, just don't folks. give it into music. Head on over to ASCII.com. Yes, it is. And go to oh. Color Me Confetti. All one word. We'll have details in our episode description. But Color Me Confetti, for all of your party decoration needs, you can find those printables, download them, make them at home for your own party. Color Me Absolutely. Confetti. Hey. Uh, Marcus, what do you got to plug this week? Make sure you follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. You know what it is, N-O-A-H. Go buy yourself some merch, go buy yourself some gear, go listen to some music from myself and Soul Tie, S-O-U-L-T-Y-E. Whatever you do, follow the mantra, make sure you look good, never offended, always humble. Absolutely. I'm going to plug something other than this podcast. So Alexis Reese is a member of our Patty family and had something she wanted us to plug this week. She is sharing a Kickstarter, which I will share in the episode oh. description for her friend Kevin Garcia. Kevin Garcia used to write for Marvel Comics and he is putting out his own independent comic book nice. called, oh. uh, called Worlds. Oh, what is he calling? Oh, uh, it's like, what if the golden age of comic books happened? today um and so he's yes. gonna play with this idea and sort of like have this come out so he it looks really cool from the kickstarter i had a chance to, do, to take a look at it so shout out to kevin for putting this oh, together we'll awesome. talk about that you, more next week that's if, exciting if you want to share and you want to support a local uh, uh, independent creator putting out a comic book check out the link in our episode description for that i will put that there um and then if you're feeling if you're feeling friendly share this podcast with a friends or a family member that's all that i got share the pod uh, share the love um gentlemen we have a three-step process to success brian what is that first step hey folks i'm here to tell you to read a book do that and it's any book because guess what i've read two graphic novels this long weekend i finished two books two books Ooh. it's great it's great they're manageable graphic novels are accessible and you can learn a whole lot so read a book it can be any book it doesn't matter uh, our second step to success is drink some water. Uh, look, y'all, it's important to stay hydrated. It's good for you. Uh, it's good for your body. Uh, and it's just, it's really nice. Uh, treat yourself to some nice water, but make sure you drink some water. Stay hydrated. It is really, really, really important. Marcus, third step. Listen, you might walk around barefoot. You may have earned your millions and billions of dollars working hard and to build some type of order of operations, I guess. But you know what you, you know what they can't take from you? If you wash your ass, okay? His whole problem was he didn't wash his feet and didn't wash his ass. All he had to do was wash his ass, all right? There was a simple solution to a simple thing. He didn't have to poison anybody along the way. Wash your ass, use a loofah, use whatever it is you got to do, you know what I mean? 
and look, if we've been, we've said it before, wash your legs and wash your feet. Don't just let the water go That's over true. it. That's, That's you're going to have to scrub those feet. That's what's going to happen. Get them hairs. Um, and the, the advice from our, our main man in the chat is step four. If you have the all spark cube, find the nearest Autobot and shove it into his chest. Shove With the consent. Put, Put the, the cube, cube in my chest. chest. Put the cube um, in my chest. That does it for this week's episode of Films of Black and White. We will be back next week with another fantastic episode. But in the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. Itu? Itu? Donde esta la biblioteca? Itu? I guess I